Prepare yourself for the arrival of a living legend. People say he's less than a god, but more than a man. A gleaming alabaster pillar cut from the finest Polish marble. Dear God, it's beautiful. The standard by which all other media members are measured. I am a star. I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. I am a big, bright, shining star. With a singing voice that's equal parts velvet, silk, and pure sex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. A benevolent king who gave up his Olympic water polo dreams to serve a higher calling. I could have been a contender. The champion of all Guggen kind. Captain, my captain. Who will stand and fight arm in arm with his brothers. This is where we hold them. Until the battle is won. This is where we fight. And all his foes are vanquished. This is where they die! He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's good. He's real good. He is the media mogul. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. He is Dan Hicken. You know it! Yes, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh huh! The man! That's right! The myth! Come on! The big dog! Ow! Daniel! Hicken! <laughs> and standing by his side! Oh yeah! The big dog! Hold on, man! Wait, wait, man! I know you're too much. <laughs> you boy, uh-huh. E to the T. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 Let's go, Jacksonville. We got to fire it up. We're ready to roll. <laughs> We got some things working against us. We're we going to fight. We're going to fight. We're going to fight till it's right. For our right. The party. The party. It's good to be here. Great to be here. Thursday. Big Thursday. It's a date today. Uh, the 28th. 28th. Wow. We're going to 2024. Man, in a couple if, days. If this wasn't the fastest year. Man. Goes quick, doesn't it? It do. Let's get older too. Woo! Faster, 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 faster. Stop and smell the roses, peeps. Stop and smell the roses. Hundred percent agree with that. Uh, listen, a lot going on today. Obviously, we got a must-win situation brewing in Jacksonville. Where if things go awry, the season could be done. We could lose it all on Sunday. So, must win. There's no getting around it. We have to win this football game. So we will discuss at length the showdown, it's weird to say, with Carolina. Dano. Yes, sir. Um, I spoke to somebody. It kind of, you know, so go with, along with the lead. I spoke to somebody this morning. Somebody sent me a text message. Okay. So let's, me. let's play, uh, what's the little game, 10 questions? Oh, who yeah. was it? Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right. Uh-huh. Kind of said it goes along with the lead. I'm going to, you spoke to someone this morning. Uh-huh. I'm going to say. 
<laughs> is it a former Jaguar? <laughs> it is a former Jaguar. Did this former Jaguar attend the same college that I did? It is the former Jaguar that attended the same college as you. I can get it. Who you got? I could have got it. I could have got it in one question. Yeah, you could have. It's Freddie T. It is Freddie T. Freddie freaking T. Uh-huh. Yes. Spoke to him this morning. This very morning. Is he up already? Man, Big Freddie is up this morning. Wow, what's he doing? Uh, I don't know. He's moving around, man. I sent him a text last night. Uh-huh. Um, congratulations, big bro. Yes. This is this isn't nothing we didn't know. Correct. His response? Eth E. Thanks, little bro. We are on God's timing. Whenever he is ready, I'm ready. See you soon. That's awesome. I um very happy for Freddie. I think all of Jacksonville is very happy for Freddie. We had to get him in the room, E. Of course. And now we got him in the room. Yeah, we got him in the room. He's in the room. Now it's up to the voters. Voters need to stop tripping. And what I what I and I looked at the list and they're all great players. It's so hard. Yeah. I get it. Who's but on, who's, on, who's on the list? I'm gonna give you the list here. Talk to me. Because <clears throat> I was looking at Freddie's stats again today, and uh-huh. I, but I don't have to look at the stats. I would almost our guy Sam Sam Kavaris does the presentation. We'll speak for him. Uh huh. And and. He does a great job. He'll he'll he 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 does put his heart and soul into it, despite what some of you Googans say. It's not his fault when it doesn't go right. But I'm going to tell you, you almost want to just pop in the tape for him and say, "Guys, just watch this for five minutes and tell me this guy's not a Hall of Famer, like right now." That's that's my that's my thing. I mean, if you just watch him play, you'll know he's a Hall of Famer. All right, here we go. Eric Allen. This is an alphabetical order is what we're doing. So Eric Allen, good player, really good, great player. Jared Allen, got numbers. Oh, man, he got numbers. Sacks. Willie Anderson, sort of the next guy in line after Big Bo. Jari Evans, offensive lineman. Dwight Freeney. Got numbers. A first timer, Antonio Gates. He'll be a he'll be a favorite, but so far, okay. And I I don't even want, I don't know I hate to do this because they're all deserving and and every one of them could have will have an argument, okay. But if I'm tossing guys, I'm I'm just gonna toss guys through this first go around, okay. And then I'll I'll see see what number I'm at. I'm at one, two, three. Rodney Harrison. I'm not telling you who, by the way. Uh-huh. Rodney Harrison, uh, Devin Hester, uh, Tory Holt, mm. former Jaguar, by the way. Hall of Famer, former Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andre Johnson. I think another first-time eligible. Julius Peppers. Oh yeah, he's get, he's getting in. Fred Taylor. He need to get in. Reggie Wayne. Man. Patrick Willis and Darren Man. Woodson. In my mind, he. I just went from 15 to 8. Okay. All right? Okay. And Fred's one of the eight. Right. So, all I got to do is get him to five. Now, again, it is what it is. It's first time in the room, but he's the only running back. That should play in his favor. Okay. 
Okay. How many offensive? Well, no, you got Devin Hester. You said Torrey Holt, Jari Evans. Uh, I like um, Reggie Wayne. Yeah. I kind of like Andre Johnson too. I love Andre. They're, they're my two favorites ahead of all, in, in terms of receivers, and they would be in my eight. So would Antonio Gates, by the way. Man. Yeah. But I want to tell you that Julius Peppers. Yep. Fourth all time in sacks. He. One of the the he, scariest human beings I've seen in person, Dan. I watched him in the Final Four in basketball. Man. That's how good of an athlete he was. <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. Jared Allen, 12th all-time in sacks. Technician. By the way, both of those guys are in my eight. So now I've already given you six of my eight. So, <laughs> But that's the guys he's up against, and it's yeah. a tough deal. It's a tough class. Freddie, 17th all-time in rushing. It's so funny, man. If he just, it's like there's little perception things like junkyards. You know, if he just had another thousand junkyards, yeah, he'd be top ten all time. Easy, he would statistically. So, but here's the thing: every player ahead of Fred Taylor is in or will be in. All right, Emmett's in, Walter Payton's in, Frank Gore will be in, Barry Sanders in, Adrian Peterson will be in. Curtis Martin, LaDainian Tomlinson, Jerome Betts, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edron James, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris, Thurman Thomas, all in. Every last one of them. Every one of them. Fred Taylor should be in. And there's guys behind him that are in, too, don't forget. And I'm not against the guys who are behind him, by the way. They're great players. But I tell you, it's going to be interesting, but I'm just so happy that he's in the room. We had to get him in the room, and they got him in the room. And he's the only running back, so however it works, if this could be his time, that would be awesome. He's right, though. It's God's plan. But I would be every bit, and because he's my, my guy because he's a Gator, you know. And by the way, I think that if he gets in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he becomes eligible <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> for Florida's Ring of Honor also, which is at the very top of the swamp. There's, there's, there's different, like, levels for Gators, but this is the, this is the all-timers. Like, you got to have – like, the only other guy who's eligible right now who's not in is Herbs. And they were <laughs> hesitant to put Herbs in because of the way it ended and left, and they didn't want him to get booed if he came back, you know. I, th- I honestly believe one of the reasons he came back to coach in the NFL in Florida was to repair his image, and he did damage to it, unfortunately. But um, that's like Danny, Emmett, Jack Youngblood, and Spurrier, and Wilbur. I think Wilbur's up there, too. So um, just so tickled for Freddie. And so I was looking at the career stats. And I saw them all except the runs in New England. I didn't really watch him in New England. And he just didn't play much in New England his last two years. But in, at 31, he had 1,200 yards rushing He at 31. So he was tremendous. And uh, 231, 11.46. I mean, again, if you just watch, if you just watch the tape, you will know. That's all, and I think that's all anyone has ever asked. 
So 1,400 yards, 1,300 yards, 1,572, 1,224. I mean, and the games he had, you know, were unbelievable. My favorite all-time is at Pittsburgh at Three Rivers because I was on the sidelines doing radio, and it was so good and such a treat, and they just couldn't stop him that night. They just couldn't stop him. He just ran and ran and ran. And he was tremendous. I literally, I tried to get him on real quick, Dano. Uh-huh. He's on the plane right now. So oh, okay. Probably uh, have him on at nine. He said, oh. as long as y'all don't mind me walking through the airport, he's heading to Jersey. I'm like, man, come on, man. Yeah. That's, that's fine. I got you're, you. So You're Freddie T. <laughs> you're Freddie T. So nine o'clock around nine, hopefully right, around nine thirty, we'll have him on. That's wonderful. Um, and love to talk to him and just congratulate him. You know, yeah. we've been telling him his time's coming. Been time. And he's, and he knows it. And he's. I'm just so happy for him, man. And I, I'm, I'm so proud of him. And I just, he, I knew him, you know, from when he was in Gainesville. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, watching the person that he's become is what's, you know, from where he's been, is, it's just tremendous, man. I'm just so happy. So my heart is full this morning for Freddie T. And it will be even more so when he, when he breaks through and gets in. And Kenton gonna go crazy when Fred yeah. is up there. Big Bo, he he done broke the seal. Yep. Now when when Fred get in, yeah. Oh, I'm up there. I yeah. can't wait to yeah. go to Kenton. And there might be, you know, again, there might be. I don't know. There might be some disappointment here in the next couple of years. I don't know. But man, if we can get him, in, but he's in the room. He's in the room, and this class. I mean, like I said, I, I'm. I could almost guarantee you. Peppers is in, dude. No brainer. Yeah, he's I mean, in. he's fourth all time, or th- what I say, fourth or third all time in sacks. First he's, ballot. He's fourth all time. First ballot. And he's a half sack behind Kevin Green. Yeah. I mean, so. But did you know it's amazing? The two best, Bruce Smith and Reggie White. They up there. They're like 40 clear of those guys. <laughs> Good God. They up there. Mm. Man, oh, man. Did you ever watch the documentary on Reggie White? No, I you need to watch it, man. It's so good. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, it's a, just it was just on. It was a okay. thirty for thirty. Okay, maybe the Minister of Defense or something like that. Okay. He was, it's really good. Yeah, and he's a good. I mean, I got to meet him one time. Came down for a charity basketball game here for Leroy and Edgar. He a Hooper? Well, he came and played. I don't okay. know if he was any good. I don't remember. Right. I just know he came and supported him, which That's was awesome. Because awesome. he was back then. He was Reggie freaking White. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And just a. Uh, so anyway, um, then Kevin Green's third, Julius Peppers is fourth. First ballot Hall of Famer. Like I said, Jared Allen, man, he's going to get in too. He I is mean, a technician. He's twelfth all time, dude. Twelfth all time. He didn't seem like the most athletic guy, right? But man, he knew how to work those those uh, tackles and get to that quarterback. Man, he was so good. He really was. And he played, I think, 12 years. I think he did a great, when he retired, I think he got on a horse and rode off, did some sort of video. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I was looking at it. This is what he did in his sacks. Tell me this guy in a Hall of Famer. Because he went Kansas City to Minnesota, remember? Yeah. I, I don't remember him Kansas City. I remember oh, yeah. Minnesota. First four years, Kansas City. 9, 11, 7 and a half, 15 and a half. 14 and a half, 14 and a half, 11, 22, 22, yeah, yeah. 12, 11 and a half. 
double digits one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Hall of Famer. And Reggie Wayne, you know, one of these, one receiver's got to get in, right? Is it, who would you take, E? Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne. That's easy for me. Okay. Andre Johnson. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. But you know Andre what? Johnson. He might be third on some people's list yeah, of those three. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm just biased. Oh, obviously, he's a cane. Yeah, but I watched him a lot, too. He was really good. Man, Big dude, fast. But Reggie Wayne was great. The problem with – it's not a problem. But everybody – you know, Reggie and Marvin Harrison are both going to be in. Yep. But they made Peyton better. Peyton made them better. Yep. Obviously. It was a great combination, but Man. Reggie Reggie was a great player. What what a what a luxury for Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> what a Think? luxury. And then Edger and James. Yeah. Come on. Three Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you something else. You're gonna have to battle. Darren Woodson. You're gonna have to fight the star on that one. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Because he's a cowboy. That so that plays a role? Oh that, that star? Come on, man. Yeah. Of course it does. Wow, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you another one who's pretty deserving. Patrick Willis. Man. Bad man. Short career. Amazing career. Best kick returner ever, Devin Hester. He's getting in. Is he? he? Oh, yeah. He's getting See, in. See, I couldn't put him in ahead of Fred, though. I couldn't put him in ahead of any player, though. It's hard for me. Oh, man. He's getting in, I man. Know. He's going to get in. Now, I don't know if it's this year. He's getting in. He was the best at what he did. Yep. But he wasn't a great, like, wide receiver, no. was he? No. I, no, not really. Because, really, he really had the opportunity. Uh, you, you think of Devin, you think of the kid. But he would have had his opportunity. Yeah. Three canes. Three canes. Yeah. 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 For you. I mean, look at this, man. I'm looking at his catches. <clears throat> 20, 51, 57, 40, 26, 23, 38. That's it. Golly, he had 255 catches. Mm. Oh, what a kick returner. Gosh, he could kick. Why do you kick the ball to him? Yeah. <laughs> Why? He was great at that, boy. It was great. Be interesting to see. It's going to be, uh, I'm just, again, just happy for him, man. Happy for Freddie. And again, if you're representing Eric Allen or guys that I wouldn't like, like Jari Evans or Willie Anderson or Rodney Harrison, Rodney Harrison's part of the Patriot Dynasty, Chief. Uh huh. You know, all those guys are going to get. Propped up, so I really do hope Fred gets in with this class because this is amazing. Not not to 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 down speak on 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 the other classes. Yeah, this class is amazing. Yeah, I hope Fred gets in too. I think we all do. I think all of Jacksonville does. I saw a lot of adulation, a lot of excitement. Oh, Fred will be here Sunday, right? Yep. Fred yep. will be here Sunday. Yep, he will be here Sunday because he does the Jags game. So mm-hmm. everybody will want to talk to Freddie T. And congratulate him. And again, it's just the start. So, but hopefully he gets in. All right, well, there's so much going on in sports. And along the lines of the Jags, as he said, we have a huge game this Sunday. But also there's something going on in the Mile High City that was a little bit surprising yesterday, I would say. And we'll get to that when we come back. Uh, we got a busy day today. Doc Murphy's going to be by. Doc. I think Thursday, right? Cat chat. Cat chat. So we'll set that up. Uh, so we'll have a good day today. Uh, quarterbacks changing and coming and going and decisions being made and who's staying, who's going, who's going to be your guy next year. It's such a vital, vital position. So 
And more, of course, Trevor talk. He talked yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's all happening right here on The Drill. All right, 630. Good morning, Jacksonville. Since 2014, DreamFinders Homes is sponsored the Jags, the only official home builder of the Jags. Did you also know they're official home builder of the Florida Gators? There's some great stuff about DreamFinders. What a great company. Locally owned and operated from right here. They uh, they do terrific work. And there are 20-plus Jacksonville communities in the best locations, man. They'll help you navigate your home purchase. They're there to help you. First-time homeowners, call them. Trevor met the media yesterday. Trevor, how is the shoulder feeling? Cut one, E. Feeling decent. A little bit better today. Uh, last couple of days has been progressing pretty good, so still sore, but yeah, it's feeling feeling a little bit better. It's his right shoulder, so I don't know. Uh, can you? Will you be able to play? Cut five, E. Honestly, can't even really answer that question right now. You know, of course, I would. I'll do anything I can to be out there and play. Um, you know, this is. A little unique because it's throwing shoulder, uh, which can make things a little more challenging as a quarterback. Kind of hard to to work around that. You know, other other body parts and things that are bothering you, you can I feel like you can kind of work around a little bit, but that makes it a little tough. So we'll just have to see how it feels each day. Um, so I can't really answer that now, but of course I'm I'm doing everything I can to be able to play, but um, I don't know what what that looks like quite yet. You know, here on Wednesday and it's still early. It is early, and you have to understand. Like he said, if he goes and starts ripping the football on Sunday morning and, it, and it, he can't he can't rip it, then he can't play. I mean, it's just that's you know it's a tough situation. But you look back at this year and watch what Trevor's been through. From I mean, think about it: the knee against the Colts, the ankle against the Bengals, the head against the Ravens. Now the shoulder against the Bucks. He cut two. Is this the most beat up he's ever been? Yeah, I would say collectively, yeah. you know. It's kind of when one thing starts feeling a little better, something else happens. It's kind of been one of those years. But um, it's just this game sometimes, you know. It's unfortunate. But just keep battling through it and, and get back as soon as I can. I mean, give him credit. More about DreamFinders, by the way. Started headquartered in Jacksonville in 2009. Sell homes in eight states nationally, publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. I mean, the fifth Jacksonville-based company to enter the Fortune 1000. I mean, like I said, tremendous company, tremendous people, DreamFinders Homes. Uh, boy, 20-plus locations in the Jacksonville community. Trev, the turnovers are killing us. You know, how do you handle things mentally when you turn the ball over, cut 6E? Yeah, it can be challenging depending on the situation, um, kind of how the game's going, all those things play a factor. It, it, you have to handle them the same way. You have to be able to address it, what happened, you know, whether it was a, a bad decision or, you know, bad ball security, I put the ball on the ground, or maybe it was a miscommunication, or maybe the defense just made a great play. Like, there's different ways that turnovers happen, and I think you got to address what it is, deal with it. If it's something with another player, communicate, make sure you're all good on the same page. If it's something that, you know, my mistake and something that's just really on me, if I fumble or something like that, that's just stuff where I got to be able to make the corrections and improve, but be able to flush it and not let it affect the rest of the game moving forward. So I think you got to have amnesia in a certain sense so that it doesn't affect you, but you also got to, you know, you got to take care of the ball. That's the main, I mean, the main thing in this game is ball control and not turning it over and winning the turnover margin. And that's something where we've been, we haven't been very good at this year. So uh, we need to make some improvements. 
Yes, we do. And since 2014, only one official home builder for the Jags. That's DreamFinders Homes, Quali Bill Homes, Speedy Move In Process, 20 plus communities. Get off the sideline, Jags fans. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all your moving ready homes and step up your game. All right. Another big happening with a quarterback. Oh, by the way, don't forget Dallas Clark, too, with Peyton Manning on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Wow. Yep. Also, before we get to Russell Wilson, uh, scenarios for the Jags to get in the playoffs. They clinch Sunday if they win and the other two lose. They would clinch the AFC South in a postseason can't, berth. Can't bank on that, man. Can't no. bank on them other boys. No. Losing, I suspect one, at least one of them is going to win. In right. fact, E, I'll ask you this question. Because our one-to-one financial poll question is out there. Oh. After Sunday, the AFC South will look like this. Jags clinch division. Jags win, but so too does Houston and or Indy. Jags lose and are out. Jags have to win at Tennessee. Those are your four to pick. I think I got to go with um, Jags uh, Jags win, but so too does Indy or Houston. Yeah, I would say so too. I think ultimately that leads to Jags have to win at Tennessee too, which yep. is a leader, and it's and that's going to be tough. Them boys, oh. what we did to them last oh. year, on top of the fact oh. that they don't like us just as much as we don't like Correct. them. Correct, uh, man. Now man. with that in mind, they're not very good, but yep. they do have Derrick Henry. It'll be his final game in Tennessee. Oh. Final game, thirty-five carries. Oh my God, one hundred fifty yards. It'll be his final game. So, it's it's. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Win it, win against Carolina. Here's what you got to do: win against Carolina, and then it comes down to you or the other team. And when I say the other team, this is what I mean. Even if Houston and Texas, both, I mean Houston and Indy, both win Sunday, okay, then one of them loses the following Sunday. Okay, so one of the, those two is going to be knocked out. If you win both games, you're in. That's, that's, that's done because you win all the tiebreakers, all right? If, you, if one of them lose on Sunday, and we're hoping one of them loses, we hope both lose, but let's say one of them loses. Let's say Vegas beats the Colts, all right? If Vegas beats the Colts, then we root for the Colts to win the following Sunday against Houston, which would thus knock out Houston and give us the title. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So there are so many different scenarios at work right now. It's hard to say exactly how it's going to pan out. But I do know this. If you lose this Sunday, Mm-hmm. And the other two win. Ugh. It's over. Hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You heard me right. It's over. Like, like, elaborate. You can't win the South. <laughs> if you lose Sunday, and the other two win, you can't win the South because one of them is going to get to ten the following Sunday because they play each other. Oh man! And then you're hoping for wild card, and for wild card, I don't know. You need probably eighty million things to happen. Oh. So do not lose Sunday. If I were to ask you right now, E, of the three games, rank them surest thing. 
Jacksonville over Carolina, Indy over Vegas, Houston over Tennessee. Rank them. One, two, and three. Uh, is Stroud playing? Yes, I will say yes. He was limited yesterday. I say he plays. So I'm going to go Jacksonville over Carolina. Is the most probable. Yep. Okay. Then I'm going to go Houston over Tennessee. Okay. Indy over Vegas. Okay. But Indy over Vegas and – or Indy Vegas – Houston, Tennessee, those are those are like they're not giving. Yeah, they're yeah. not. But neither are we the way we're playing. <laughs> it should be. It should be. Oh my goodness, it should be. It should be. Do you think in the fourth quarter Sunday we're gonna look up and be in a dog fight with the Panthers? Uh, man, don't make me. Yes or no? That, yes or no? No, no dog fight. We're gonna win this game easily. Okay. I'd be shocked if we won easily. Shocked. Happy, but shocked. Panthers are good, man. Revenge game for DJ Chart, by the way. Huh? Revenge game for DJ Chart. Shaq Griffin. Oh, no, no. DJ Chart's coming here. So is Shaq. Wait, Shaq. Again. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Sha- no, Shaq's in Houston. Shaq's on Carolina. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting him again. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, my friend. Shaq is on his way. Oh, 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 man. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not happy about no, it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. They ought to burn that game. And it would have been C.J. Henderson, too. I think Shaq took C.J. Henderson's job. Oh, wow. I think I read that. That he beat him out. How about that? But anyway, so, man, oh, man. All right, let's touch on Russell Wilson. We'll keep it going in the next segment because we're almost out of time here, but. Did he get done dirty, or is it business, or is it, and and does that sideline explosion the other week make you ponder, and reports are they went to him earlier in the year and said you got to rework your contract, and there's a lot of, and, and he's, by the way, he hasn't played badly. Nope. Now, he hasn't pushed the ball down the field. I just don't like this nonsense from Sean Payton about we're looking for a spark. That's why we're going with Jared Stidham, who's 0-2 and two career starts. Stop it. You're making the move. You're getting rid of Russ. You're going to eat this contract, and I mean it is going to get shoved down your throat. There is no – like. The lead sentence, the biggest decision the Broncos will face this offseason is about quarterback Russell Wilson's future. The decision's been made. He gone. He gone. He gone. And by the way, there's a place for him to play next year in this NFL. Heck yes, there is a place. I think he's played well enough now. Again, if you're looking for that kind of money, it ain't happening. But there's a place. He's among the NFL's top 10 in touchdown passes and passer rating. But... So that's the good. But the Broncos are among the league's worst in third down production and goal two situations, as well as 22nd in the red zone. One 300-yard passing game this season, and that was the 70-20 to loss to the Dolphins. But he's only thrown eight interceptions. Last year he had 16-11. and 11. This year he's like 24-8. and eight. Why are they benching him? Well, 
He's guaranteed $39 million in 2024, whether he's with the team or not. But there's an additional $37 million that would be guaranteed if he cannot pass a physical in early March. So they can't get him hurt. And then if he gets hurt in the last two games, that would trigger the guarantee. The Broncos don't want to pay that. Because then it's $76 million they got to pay him. Wow. Yeah. We knew it was a massive deal, right? And by the way, they got killed in the trade. I mean, Seattle yeah. fleeced them. <laughs> yeah, they did. They fleeced them. <laughs> oh, man, Pete Carroll. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. So the Broncos, then how do they – by the way, who do they get? So if they part ways with Wilson, um, the Broncos could designate Wilson as a post-June 1 release. Oh, 85 million in dead money spread over two seasons, 35.4 million in 24, 50 million in 25. They'd also owe him 39 million for 24. It's a good job, man. Shout out to that agent. Boy. Congrats for us. 39 million to not play. Woo. If he if they release him, they would have to basically get a they can't pay a quarterback a big amount of money. They just can't. If they trade him before June 1st, they would have $68 million in dead money next year. That's staggering. So, Denver is projected right now to pick 13th. Well, Caleb Williams ain't going to be there. Drake May ain't going to be there. And Jaden Daniels probably ain't going to be there. That would mean J.J. McCarthy would be a guy. If Wilson goes, where does he end up? Atlanta? New England? The Giants? Vegas? I'm just naming names. There's a place for Russell Wilson. Is there a chance that Stidham could be the Denver starter next year? I think so. Um, I think Peyton convinced him with the idea that you could get the chance. So, a lot going on there. Russell Wilson was quiet. All he said is God's got a plan on Twitter, so he handled it well. It's hard, you know, nobody's going to feel sorry for him, right, E? Nope. I mean, the guy's made a ton of money. He's making a ton of money. He got what he wanted. He got out of Seattle. He almost was like couldn't be handed a better situation and it didn't work out. Now, the Broncos improved, but obviously the coach and the quarterback are not on the same page. As witnessed by this explosion on the sideline a couple weeks ago, I, I have you ever seen a, a coach yell at a quarterback, like a veteran quarterback like that? A Super Bowl winning quarterback like that, E? And can you well, remember? To my recollection, no. I, don't I mean, I'm sure that. Guggins will remind us on the text line. I don't remember that. Like, not like that. Yeah. Try to think like Parcells. Did he ever get after Sims? He probably did. Um, I'm sure it's happened, but not as of no, not recent. Like I don't remember Coughlin. Coughlin was an intense coach, man. I seen him screaming. I don't remember him yelling at Eli or Brunel. And you know, behind closed doors, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, right there on the sideline? For everyone to see? I don't know. So, all right, we'll keep it going. Um, Freddie T coming up at 9 o'clock hour. 
A lot more ahead here on The Drill. Everybody's working towards the weekend, eh? Man, there's a lot of football on yesterday, college style. I'm really tired, by the way, of the announcers. I don't need you to tell me the games are important. I don't care. I'm just watching. Leave me alone. I don't need you to tell. I got a kick out of Dan Mullen yesterday telling me how important bowl games are when he tanked the Cotton Bowl while he was at Florida. Had the team as ill-prepared as any Gator team. It was one of the reasons of his demise at Florida. Now he's singing a different tune. I mean, come on, Danny. Holy cow. Speaking of um, broadcasting, (laughs) the NFL put its big toe into the Christmas Day waters and it felt so goody when they stuck that big toe in there. <laughs> they liked it. They, cl- they said, oh, this feels nice. <laughs> so they put that leg in there. Then they put that other leg. Oh, the sun is shining. <laughs> this water is nice. Then they got in the water, and they, they brought their friends in the water. So they draws off. <laughs> oh, e, they looked up, and then they told them, they told them, $29 million for Giants-Eagles. Thirty-one million for Raiders Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, say they say, wait a second now. I know we, you know we, I know this is the NBA's mar- marquee day. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Skeletor. <laughs> We're this is our new day. <laughs> so next year in 2024, I believe Christmas is on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, the NFL ain't leaving Christmas day anymore, boys. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to find two teams that are going to play on at least two, maybe four, maybe six that are going to play on Christmas day <laughs> game over. I mean, giants, Eagles, 29 million. There's Yeah. There's a gift. There's gifts. The gifts that keep on giving. The uh-huh. NFL. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll be playing. Listen, uh, nobody went to the game in Kansas City. That's okay. They'll get to watch it at home. They just, you know, it's the NFL, man. It's billion dollar industry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, peeps. So, I wonder. I got I got Dicka yelling at McMahon. That's a good one. But that's how far back it goes, right? That's how far back it goes. Like, Chuck Knoll used to hammer Terry Bradshaw. I mean, again, you you guys are taking us back to the seventies and the eighties, and you know, so it's it, it doesn't happen anymore. I wonder what the relationship is like between Adam Silva and uh, Roger Goodell. Like, what is that relationship like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, uh, Mr. Goodell, uh, the commissioner of the NBA is online too. Yeah, take a message. <laughs> take a message. I'll get back to him. I'm bit, Mr. Goodell. This is this is uh, Dan. Uh, I'm sorry to bother you, but this is the seventh time that Mr. Silver's called. He's the NBA commissioner. I, I got no time for this. 
I think that's how the relationship is. I got Eagles Giants. <laughs> I got Eagles Giants. I got twenty nine million. I got to go swing by that, swing by that game. Yeah, come on, man. That thing, that thing is over. Welcome to Christmas. I mean, thirty one million, twenty nine million, twenty nine point two million. Three Christmas games. Yeah, they're not skipping Christmas anymore. Hello, Christmas. they're not leaving christmas anymore but commissioner it's christmas it's a holy day family should be together we have to go to church go to church work that church schedule in boys holy cow come on man nothing nothing is uh off limits to the to the NFL, man. Giants, Eagles. And imagine when, like, the Giants are actually something. Yeah. Giants, man. Eagles is like a throwaway game. Right. They're going to be primetime eventually. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Do I? Commissioner. <laughs> Commissioner. Uh, David Silver's on line six again. He's just asking if he could start the games a little bit later so they could get one full game in. We only got half of the Bucks Knicks in. Bucks Knicks is supposed to be huge. We got Bucks Knicks at the Garden. It's sold out. What's our marquee? Uh, Lakers. Lakers. Game time and the Greek freak. We got we got Lakers Celtics at five. Uh, We got four. uh, We got ten people watching. We got Giants Eagles twenty nine million. We got the two marquee franchises. We got. We got LeBron. Right? Oh, man. How many people watch that one? Let me look. I mean, I tried to watch LeBron them. Viewership declined for at least four of the five NBA Christmas Day windows. The featured Celtics-Lakers was the most watched of the day. Five million. Five million. By the way, we threw that thing on ABC and ESPN. We got sacked. Commissioner, the, com- listen, I know you won't take his call. He's just asking that you give him one window to show his marquee game. Could he just show his marquee game? Oh, boy. Bucks, Knicks, 2.5 million. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Honey, the Raiders and Chiefs are on. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. There's only 30,000 there in Kansas. That's okay. We have 31 million watching. Versus two and a half million watching hoops. <laughs> Mavs Suns late night. Honey, Ravens Niners or Mavs Suns? Oh, yeah. Come on. No brainer. Mavs Suns, 1.47 million. <laughs> Honey, Honey, we got a little spike here in the Mavs Suns game over there at, in Luca's hometown. Oof. Oof. Sixers heat 1.3 million down 73% from Grizz Warriors. Oh. Oh, Christmas day. Honey idea uh, uh uh Commissioner Silver. This is Deputy Commissioner Hicken of the NBA. What if we move it to New Year's Day? Right? Should we play the games on New Year's Day? No, we can't. They've got uh two college football playoff games on that day. Son of a bee sting. When are we going to start this NBA season? Uh, it started in October. What? 
Oh, dear. Damn you, NBA, NFL. <laughs> All right, 7 o'clock hour coming up. We're rocking and rolling. Busy day. Freddie T, a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Jags, Carolina. Tons of college football going on. Um, the Russell Wilson debacle in Denver. That and more all coming up here on The Drill. This is for you seven o'clockers. You know it! Oh. Let's throw that out there. I've been here for an hour and my voice is shaky, but I I do that for you people. That beat was perfect for that, you know. Thank you, friend. The way it came in? Yeah. You know, there were bowl games last night. I know you were doing trivia, so you didn't see it, but if you win the... Duke's Mayo Bowl, you have to take a mayo bath. The winning coach does. Yeah, I'm straight. Oh, we need to put that on a wheel for Jeff. That would be good. That would be good. If you take the, I don't know what bowl it was, but Lincoln Riley got eggnogged. That might be the eggnog bowl. Eggnog showers. Is there an eggnog to it? Listen, FSU, I told you this. I don't know why you hate me so. I hate your school, but I, I do keep it real. Right? No, you keep it G. I think I keep it real. I don't I I hate FSU. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't understand and, and I don't and I understand you hate Florida. You should. That's what a rivalry is. Are you listening, number seven? Um but <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna wear number one or is it gonna wear number seven? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> A little bitter about that, and I don't oh, want to man. say mean things, so I'm oh, going to move man. on. He's just a kid. But, and I said this, this is bowl season. You get screwed in bowl season. We read way too much into bowl games. So, immediately I started getting texts from my Gator friends last night about the backup quarterback for USC throwing six touchdowns against that outstanding Louisville defense that you told me you were playing. Again, I get it. It's not fair. Just like it's not fair what's going to happen Saturday afternoon in the Orange Bowl. It's not fair. People will, it's, they don't do their research. They don't do their homework. We saw how bad the Louisville quarterback was. He got replaced last night. I'm not going to bring it up, though. You guys got screwed, period. I would have put you in. However, as I've told you, you're not, I don't think you're one of the four best teams without your quarterback. That's all I ever said. And I was unfairly, unfairly attacked, eviscerated, screamed at, yelled at by a UFSU fan. That's all I'm saying. I just, it is what it is. I get it. I would do the same thing if I were you. You feel like you were screwed over. And you were one of the most deserving teams. 100%. So... But bowl season starts, and everything changes. And it's, it's silly to read anything into bowl games. Take Texas A&M, for example. I don't know what quarter. I didn't watch any of the Texas. I was watching some of USC. I watched some of West Virginia. And that's it. They get even better today as we go forward. Now we're heading into the weekend of good bowls. Okay? Including our own Tax Slayer Bowl tomorrow. I'll be in attendance. You're going to the game. Yeah. Wonderful. Are you going to party over there? Oh, I'm a heart party hardy. 
What's I, the situation? What are we doing? Uh, you know, I'm going to do my, my, my thizzle. Your E thing? Yeah, my E thing. The razzle-dazzle? A razzle-dazzle. Yeah, you know. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to slide over to the uh, All right. to, to, to tailgaters. Oh! I have some uh, brackish, you know. Oh! You know, like mix and mingle with the okay. folks. Okay. Kentucky and Clemson. Kentucky, Clemson. And yeah. I'm going to head over to the stadium. That's and, wonderful. You know, shake some hands, kiss some babies, and, you know, just have a good time. Just enjoy, enjoy the experience. Well, yeah, so Texas A&M. First play of the game, their third quarterback goes down with an injury. So they got to bring in their fourth quarterback, a freshman kid. He went 20-33 for 361 in a pick. Did great. They lost the game, but, I mean, good gracious, man. Did the best he could. I mean, think about that. So these bowl games, you can't read any – and then, the, and then we'll all sit there and we'll examine the, uh, the records of the conferences. Can't do it anymore, man. It's all changed. Guys are in. Guys are out. Guys are playing. Guys aren't playing. But USC's backup quarterback threw six touchdowns last night. Now, again, it is what it is. Um, today, in case you're wondering, if you want to be a degenerate, you can go all day long. You can start at 11 a.m. SMU and Boston College. It is unfathomable that the Gators are not in a bowl game, by the way. <laughs> Just, I mean, we can't get it. All we need is one more win. We couldn't get to six and six, bro. E. Five, six and six Boston College. I love Tommy McManus. I watched Boston College a couple times. I told him, Tommy, that team's terrible. Terrible. Rutgers and Miami are playing at 215 today. Did you know that? <laughs> you didn't even know? I didn't. Shame on you. What bowl game is I don't that? know what damn bowl game it is, but it's a bowl game. <laughs> Shout out to you. What up, you? Uh, it's the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Ooh, That's I, Yankee Stadium. Ooh, I like that. Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Man, where they come up with this stuff? They get sponsors, man. Yeah, They're yeah. desperate. All right, let me give you the name of this one here. I love these. Oh, we're going from Fenway Park to New York. 11 a.m. We're at Fenway with Boston College. Guess what the name of that bowl is? Uh, I don't know. Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Like, like so what's the sponsor for the Wasabi? Wasabi. Fen- the uh, the uh, the hibachi joint? I guess. I don't know what the hell wasabi is. We got a wasabi at a toast. We got the wasabi Fenway Bowl. We got the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Then tonight we got the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Oh. Hey, we got the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Yeah, man. I don't, don't know where it is. They should have put the name of it. And then we wrap up with the Valero Alamo Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's in San Antonio, ain't it? It has to be. Yeah. That's Arizona against Oklahoma. That's a not bad one. Yeah, that's not bad. But you know what? That's a 9-15 tonight. Snooze. Danny, Dan E. will be toes up. NFL action. Watching the NFL. Oh, wait. <laughs> On Amazon. <laughs> oh, this is one of those frustrating nights where you want to watch football, but if you go yeah. streaming, it takes two and a half minutes yeah. to go. Right. Change the damn channel. Mm-hmm. Or you get two TVs or you get split or whatever, but it's a pain in the neck. Man, this is the de- this is the best bowl name game of the year, though. Wasabi Fenway, Bad Boy Mowers, 
Pop Tarts. Pop Tart. That tasted cake right now. The hell, Pop Tarts bowl. <laughs> I wonder what the bowl gifts are for the, the players in the Pop Tart bowl. You get a box of the frosted strawberries. <laughs> what else they get in that you bag? Get the, you get the sugar, cinnamon sugars. Those are the two best. Aren't oh, they? I like the s'mores. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I like the I like the cinnamon sugar and the, the frosted cinnamon. frosted strawberry. I, I'm gonna put that on. I haven't had the cinnamon sugar. Yeah, I, I haven't eaten a pop tart in forever. Yeah, I had one like last week. Gritty Did like you really? Gritty oh, like yeah. strawberry joints. But I look at the. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you know, when you get to be sixty and you're looking at a pop tart, you're like, <laughs> what, what's the point of eating this pop tart? This ain't gonna be any good for it's me. It's not good for you. There's no there's no nutritional value. No. And it's like. If I eat one, I'll eat seven of them. <laughs> it's not good, bro. Yeah. That's why you be in here taking your steps. I got to take my steps, you sneaking man. sneaking them in, man. I, I do. I peep. You sneak them in. I know. My neighbor, uh, Miss, Miss Missy, makes the greatest treat that known to mankind. And, and she does this to me all the time. And it's never her, but like her, her daughter, her son, her husband will knock on my door and hand me Hand us off cake pops. Have you ever had a cake poppy? No, I don't think so. Oh, my God. So they're coated. They're a little like ball. Oh, but it's a cake. And there's a cake L- inside like it. like a lollipop joint? But it, yeah, but it's coated with like chocolate, uh-huh. vanilla, uh-huh. sprinkles, white chocolate, black, uh, just chocolate chocolate. Stro- <laughs> I mean, it's just so good. So the outer coating is... Unbelievable. And then you get this moist cake, lemon, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, just melt in your mouth. And these cake pops are they're to die for. And and she makes them like nobody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you've ever had one of Miss Missy's cake pops, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you've missed out. But those are those are the uh those are the very best. So that's uh after the game, there's going to be a person running around with Pop-Tarts on them that the players can eat. True story. Look at the trophy for the Pop-Tart Bowl. He... Oh, let me look it up. Yeah. I think there's two Pop-Tarts in the trophy. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's impressive. But, like... This is, this is, this is by the way... This is what happened with with this is what happened from one Guggen on the text line. I don't want to hear something something in your mouth about Florida State until I'm sorry ass Gators can beat him. They currently even beat him with a backup quarterback. Shout out Florida State Education. Shout out stupid. <laughs> hey stupid. I mean When's the last time the Gators beat Florida State? That's all I got to say. I definitely don't listen to the show for you. You're a piece of bleep. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Did we, I'm curious. Did this guy even go to Florida State? Like This guy did not go to Florida State. He's too stupid. <laughs> right. Like, did you even this go is to so, this, 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 this is so embarrassing, bro. But it's okay. I know you don't represent Florida State. I'll... My son, Drew Drew, represents Florida State. I yell at him, and he yells at me, and we're just fine. You are an ignorant tool, so you may go away. Congratulations. <laughs> you win, dumbass uh, of, the, of the day, the year, maybe. I can keep going here. 
But yeah, <laughs> I remember we talked about this. Then somebody gonna get the wrath of one of us. Like yeah, one day. Oh yeah, y'all gonna poke me. Yeah, like, I'm gonna. I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, one day it's gonna happen, and not physical either. Right. No, right. no, no. I'm, no, I'm no. just blast. No, I'm just gonna find out everything about you and pass that on. Uh, there's also a Tony the Tiger Bowl. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. The Pop Tart Bowl mascot. Made entirely out of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> An edible mascot, they're saying. So with this Pop-Tart bowl, the trophy, do you, how often do they replace those Pop-Tarts? Like when it goes in, into the little mantle thing? That's a good question. I wonder how often they replace those Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I see Marvin Harrison Jr. right there, man. It would sure would be nice to have him. Man. Well, we can't get him. <laughs> By the way, what's the other thing? Here's my other pet peeve about these bowl games, right? Like Marvin Harrison Jr. is with Ohio State. Uh huh. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not coming back to Ohio State, number one, which right after the Michigan game, that was the talk. And number two, he's not playing in the bowl game. Okay. I don't, I mean, he can, but why? Right. Because you're a top five, top five pick. Yeah, top five. Cannot risk. No. Cannot play. Cannot risk. And that's okay. Like, that's not a question of you don't love your school enough. We need you. No. And if you're a decent college coach, you hug Marvin Harrison Jr. and you tell Say, him thank you're you. not playing. Thank you for what you, your contribution. I your love contribution. you. You're a great Buckeye. <laughs> You're not playing. You're a top five pick. There was a kid last night who's trying to improve his draft stock. Oh, and he's leaving, but he played. That's okay. It's still risky. How it, much can you improve your draft? I don't stock? know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But you can put another game on tape. I don't know. That's a great question. Can somebody have an unbelievable bowl game and suddenly vault three rounds? I doubt it. But if you're Marvin Harrison Jr., you under no circumstances play. We're talking about $30, 40000000 million, right? Guaranteed. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That is correct. To wit, Bryce Young, 41.2. C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson Jr., 38.2. And it goes up a little bit. Every year. Every year. Okay. Is it going to get back up there? Bryce Young got 41.2, 27 signing bonus, 4 million more than Trayvon Walker. So is it going to get back up there to like the Sam Bradford, Matt Stafford days? Yes and no. Then money will keep going up because the CBA, because the because the salary cap will keep going up. Right. But it, it will still be structured where you're not killing the team like you did back in the day. But you're still getting all that money. Oh, I'm heck sure. yeah. The players don't care whether they kill the team or not. I understand All they care that. about is on signing day, how much is that wire going to hit for? Yes. Like Sam Bradford hit for like 60. Yeah. Matt Stafford hit for like 50. Yeah, Bryce Young's. All guaranteed. I think all these are guaranteed, by the yeah, way. Bryce Young was $27 million up front. Front. But here, 41, 39, 38, 37, 34 and a half, 30, 27. 
top 10th pick, 10th pick, $22.6 million. Okay. That, again, Marvin Harrison Jr., top five, $34.5 million for uh, Devon Witherspoon. He's in the top five. Okay. That's why you don't play, with all due respect. All right. You just don't. Last pick, uh, Nolan Smith still got $13 million. Boy, it falls, though, doesn't it? Top half of the draft, top five, really top six is $30 million and up, E. Man, I wish the good Lord would have blessed me with those abilities, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. God has a plan for you, E. <laughs> <laughs> he decided that I need you more than the yeah. NFL does. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> You're stuck with me. Oh, gosh. On behalf of real FSU fans, sorry for the rude, ignorant peeps we have. Don't condone those. Thank you. And I, I get it, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just bringing up the one guy. It's fine. I totally get it. And by the way, again, I have no problem with FSU fan killing the Gators, man. You should. We hate each other, bro. We're supposed to. That's the way it is. I hate Georgia. I hate Florida State. Florida State hates Florida. Georgia hates Florida. And it's really sad, and this is true, there's even a little bit of pity for Florida now. That's how bad we've been. A little pity. Oh. Oh. Pity. That hurts. That hurts. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, all right, we got to move along. Uh, we got Doc Murphy coming up this hour. We got much more. It's all uh, Thursday edition of The Drill. All right. Okay. All right. Welcome back. Sports Concepts and Rationalizations. I love these text line comments. I just have to grit my teeth when you're talking about college football. Never bring up my Wolfpack. Shout out, Wolfpack! (laughs) Entertaining game tonight at 545. Best defensive player of the year. Just happened to play for our team, and he happens to play all through his senior season. Shout out, NC State! There you go. I hope you win. Nothing like Carter Finley Stadium, buddy. Shout out my dog, Stephen Tullett. Wolfpack. There you go. NC State. Dan, if the Jags miss the playoffs this year, does Trent get fired? How much of this should fall on his shoulders? That's a question we've been answering for a couple weeks. Somebody should be accountable if the Jags don't make the playoffs, but I don't imagine he would get fired. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know what to tell you, but I would be shocked. I would be shocked. <laughs> no pity for... You crappy Gators, y'all suck and hurt our strength of schedule, which is the only reason we all want you better. Again, that's fair. I got, I don't mind that. I'm okay with that. You're right. We did hurt you in a way, which makes it maybe okay. But I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, Jags and Carolina. So, he's confident. He puts them as the most likely in the three AFC South games that matter. He thinks that that's the one game. Uh, that comes through. Then he puts Houston with Stroud two over Tennessee, and then he puts Indy over Vegas at three. Because our opponents is the, the the one the opponent that we're facing is the most trash. So, yeah, I tell you what, man, 
can we come out and get up on them 14 nothing early so they quit can we just come up on them and punch them in the mouth and not give them any hope not give them any chance not give them any thought whatsoever to winning a football game can we just do that this sunday can we just get a win on sunday at the bank where organization team you owe the fans a, a nice performance a feel good to end the season on that high note to get to nine wins, have a chance for 10. And can you take away the Tennessee mystique the following week? But again, we'll worry about that next week. Just focus on Carolina. Honest to God, it's cliche, but focus on winning a play, focus on moving the chains, focus on scoring some points, focus on getting through the script and being effective. Focus on that. Do not turn the ball over. Do not have penalties and do not miss tackles. I suspect the defense will play a better game this this week. I do. And I suspect, by the way, the sack bet's about to go down the tubes for Danny Boy. Although I kind of feel like, I'll say it again, I kind of feel like I proved my point with the sack bet. I just made the number a little too low. If I'd made it 38... Oh, you'd be free and clear. I'd be in really good shape. Right, right. But I sense that the Jags are close to having another four-sack game, which would get them to 36. It would be fun if we could get it down to the last game, you know? There's no question for you. But, yes, sir. Travis Etienne. Yes. He's currently sitting at 849 yards yes. rushing. No shot at 1,000. No shot? No shot. Dang. I mean, have you looked at his totals the last few weeks? Yeah, I know, man. And it's not, again, it ain't all on him. But no. Do you think so? Uh, this game would tell a lot this week. I think there's a There is a chance. chance. Sure, there's a chance. But I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. E, mm-hmm. you ready for the last five games? Oh, I'm looking. Oh, oh. 61 carries in the last five games. Mm-hmm. All right, 61 carries. All right, here we go. Wait, I'm, I'm just doing the math in my head here. I'm doing it well, by the way, so settle down with me. <laughs> no calculator. 61 carries, 179 yards. Oh, no chance. <laughs> that is less than three yards a carry. Yeah. 61 carries, 179 yards in the last five games. In the last five games, 179 rushing yards. That's 30 yards a game. They can't run the ball. Six for 12, 10 for 31, 14 for 35, 11 for 45, 20 for 56. Six for 12 is just wild. He's had one 100-yard game this year. That's wild, too. And it might have been, and it's our best win of the year. 26 for 136 against the Bills. He's just not had a good year. We can't run the ball. We stink. And you're only getting 61 carries. I mean, again, but in the beginning of the year, what did Tony said it? I'm concerned about the workload. I don't know if that's had an effect on him or not. They better find another running back next year. We went through those two rounds of draft picks yesterday, and the guys who went after freaking Snoop Connor, oh, it's criminal. But he had 49, 
59, 69, 79, 80, 95 carries through his first five games. Last five games, 61 carries. So, it's not good. He's had double single-digit carries uh, against the Niners when we got thumped, 9 for 35, and against the Buccaneers when we got thumped, 6 for 12. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's not good. and But it's got to get good this Sunday. They got to... And I don't know how much better they can make it. Like I said, I think in the end we are what we are. Which, but a nine, a eight and seven team. E last time I checked is better than a two and thirteen team. Yeah, an yeah. eight and seven team at home, dang sure has to beat a two and thirteen team at home. Correct. Correct. I mean, so I don't know what to tell you. Right. And if we jump on them quick, I think we'll be in good shape. This game being on New Year's Eve. I can't. I can't. <laughs> what, what? What? Where were you headed? Um, this game being on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Hope, hope, man, I hope this is the last home game of the season. I hope it's pat. Well, I hope not. Well, I hope not. Home, if it's the last reg- home game of the season, it's regular yes. season yes. game. I hope not. You think about last. I mean, gosh, it's just football is so week to week. The NFL. Think about last year at the end of the year. Oh, Our man. last regular season home game was against the Titans on oh. a Saturday night. Saturday night. Oh, so The city was popping. Booming. Popping. And then, then we, we followed got up. with a playoff game. Oh. Oh. Was, that was Under Sunday the night, wasn't it? Under the lights. Oh, city was booming. Popping. Now we're going to be 1 o'clock Carolina. <laughs> it's going to be cold. Oh. Not going to be many people there, I don't think. I hope so. I hope you all go. Oh, I'm in there. I'm I'll saying, be there. I'm one thing about it. we come in here, we get mad, we talk about it, Jack. Yeah. I, I still bleed tears. I go. Still bleed tears. I go. I'm in there. Brooksy goes. Juju goes. Yeah, I pull up on him. Yeah. Reagan goes. We go. Season ticket holder here, gang. Double digit years in a row. Renewed already for next year. Took the bullet on the prices going up last year. He gave me two wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> All right, let's do this. Let's. I want Doc Murphy's here, so I want to get to him. So we'll get him next, and we'll keep it rolling right here on the drill. Oh, you know him, you love him. He's Doctor Kevin Murphy. Have you ever counted up Southeast Orthopedic Specialist Zone? Have you ever counted up the number of surgeries you've done? Boy, I get that question. A lot. You do. I want. I just wonder, like. I, I, and you probably haven't. It's kind of like, Dan, have you ever counted the number of broadcasts or shows you've done? No. Yeah, it's a I, lot. It's hard to calculate. But How many do you do during a week? Well, it's it depends. Okay. I do 30, 35 sometimes uh, a week. A week? Um, do you do two days a week or one day? Two Surgery. days a week, one week, three days a week. The following Surgeries. Week. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's busy. And how many in a day? It uh, depends yeah, again. It depends. Yeah. Six to eight, okay. nine. Depends wow. on what they are. Yeah. Very common. Yeah, we go from, you know, we start our OR day is, you know, 7.30. Just crazy. 4.30. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing to me. Anyway, well, let's talk about Trevor, man. I mean, we, I tell you what, I'll say this, man. This is a tough business, this quarterbacking in the NFL, man. And, and I mean, this kid has been through the ringer this year. And I've been watching Jags football for 29 years. I've seen guys get hurt. I've seen season ending injuries for quarterbacks, but I don't know if I've ever seen so many. This is the fourth time now where we don't know if he's going to play. Um, and the cumulative effect, I wonder how that plays on one 
mentally and physically. Let's talk about that first, knowing what he's been through. Well, talk about Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. He, got, he had yeah. so many cumulative injuries Ooh. that he finally said, I can't live my life this way. Right. Now, Trevor certainly isn't in that camp yet. Right. But he's had a bunch of not necessarily minor things. Right. Really, he's had some, you know, potentially um, at least few week to, to month long injuries mm-hmm. for most guys. And he's mm-hmm. back playing. So, you know, this one, you know, the, the logical conclusion from what we see is he's got a labral tear. You know, thrower lands on it and you, you know, bang your shoulder around. It moves in the socket. The right. Most likely things to labrum. Mm-hmm. You, you don't always fix labral tears, right. you know, but you may find that he plays through it. And then at the end of the season, you hear about some kind of labral repair. Okay. Um, can he worsen it by playing? Well, th- that's the decision making. Right. Um, from the doctor end. Okay. And with a labral tear, if it didn't dislocate and he doesn't have a detached labrum. Which we don't think he does. That would have been obvious. Yeah. And that would have been a big injury that you knew something bad happened. Okay. So he may have just subluxed it or just uh, impacted it such that it injured the labrum. Mm-hmm. May heal, may not heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't always fix them. The risk of playing with it, minimal. If okay. If it's dislocating, the risk of re-injury and the ball sliding out and damaging and becoming arthritic is, mm-hmm. is more significant. As he said, um, I just don't know yet. And it is, it's a little tricky because, as he put it, I can kind of work around the knee. I can kind of work around the ankle. I can kind of work around the concussion if I can get cleared. But my sh- right shoulder is my, you know, my trigger, right? I'm throwing with that. So... If that's, I don't know, it's, is it a strength thing or is it just a, a pain thing? Pain thing. Just a pain thing. Yeah. So when it, but does it, it hurts like hell, I would suspect though, right? Well, in certain positions, it'll, it'll, it'll get a real sharp stabbing kind of pain. So it could be like when you're going back to pass on a certain throw and you let it rip and, you, and that pain shoots through and then you don't get the velocity that you're hoping because, ah, it is, you let it go. Exactly. Oh boy. Yeah. So when you load up and cock your arm back, mm-hmm. as you start to pull forward, a lot of the tears are right where the bicep tendon attaches uh-huh. on the labrum. Uh-huh. And so as you fire, the bicep pulls, it causes pain as that thing lifts up off the bone. From a pain standpoint then, and and the fact that you probably don't worsen it, then I'm asking you, is that a Toradol candidate game? Sure. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure they've MRI'd it to determine what it looks like for right. sure. Right, right. But from what, you know, they, we haven't heard that he's – torn his labrum off or he has a big rotator cuff tear. And without that, right. the risk of problems with it down the road right. if you play are minimal. Right. So, yeah, you could you Numb could it up. it all. You could do cortisone into the joint. Right. Um, but you want to have all the data first. Yeah, for sure. sure. I get it. I get it. Done. But it's a tough – I mean, I just – I kind of he's kind of our guy. I kind of feel bad for him, all the junk he's gone through this year and the criticisms and – He's, but he's a guy that, if, you know, if you tell him, hey, this is what it is, yeah. you're not going to cause harm, it's just going to hurt. Yeah. He's, he's the guy that's saying, I don't want any of that stuff. Just, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll work through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully. But it may affect him, to your point. As he gets in, trying to throw that long, hard one, yeah. all of a sudden it tweaks him and it doesn't get there. So, you, again. So, it he, may be more performance issues than, right. than damaging his shoulder issues. And I kind of feel, you know, again, this guy – I'm sure he had round-the-clock treatment on the knee and the ankle, right? I mean, trainer with him at all times, maybe even at his house first thing in the morning or overnight or what, right? I mean, that's what you do to get these guys ready, right? Yeah, he's had everyday treatment for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, and so this now 
what can you do for this? Just rest, or is this ice heat type thing? What? It, how does this work? Well, it's a, it's a rest to some degree. Once they figured out with the MRI what it is, if it's a labral tear, yeah, uh, you strengthen the rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. It'll hold the ball in the socket tighter so it doesn't move around and bang into it. Uh-huh. You could again do PRP to help get stimulate that to heal. But how that's long a is, longer term. As process. I was going to say, yeah. how, how, tell tell us about PR. Like, how long does that take to work? Like, if you're and and what injuries are candidates for PRP? Anything or yeah, soft tissue injuries. Soft tissue. Yeah, it's not going to help heal a bone. Right. But soft tissue things, it's it's been shown to be pretty good. Okay. And it helps with some arthritic. Tell problems people as what well. it does. So platelet rich plasma, you uh-huh. draw your blood, spin it in the centrifuge, take the platelet component of that. It has some regenerative cells in it, and you inject that into the spot. And it's usually done in a series of three. So you do one a week for three weeks. And in that period of time, you do shut down a bit. And so it's not an in-season necessarily, let me do this and you go play because it doesn't hurt anymore. It actually, you don't use lidocaine when you put it in because mm-hmm. that can affect the process. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more uncomfortable having the injection. And, and it's going to smart a little bit. So you wouldn't be playing with a shoulder after having had PRP on Thursday. You're not playing on, on Sunday. All right, a couple things here from the text line uh, for Doc. Uh, I'm 24 years old, dislocated my C5 disc two years ago. Uh, ortho told me it will move itself back into place over time. I went to the chiropractor to help with the pain. Since then, I do not do much, but occasionally I have pains. How can I best rehab and prevent? Yeah, so if it's a herniated disc where uh-huh. the disc material has left the space, per se, mm-hmm. so the disc is kind of like a, uh, it's contained within a, a capsule. Mm-hmm. So imagine the, the capsule exploding and the, the jelly that is the disc squirts Ooh. out of there okay. and starts leaning on your nerve. That's a herniated disc. That one, sometimes that material will resorb to some degree, but if you're having pain down the arms or numbness and so forth or weakness in the arms, that's more you got to get the pressure off the nerve and remove that. Mm-hmm. If it's just a bulging disc, you can inject those. You can get it to shrink back down, but um, strengthening the Spinal accessory muscles around the neck are helpful. Okay. Chiropractic may help too. Okay. But if it's herniated, chiropractic, probably not the best answer. Right. Um, the ones that we operate on, ones that are herniated and causing what we call radicular pain, where it's nerve issues, where you get weakness. I'm sorry, what? Radicular? Yeah. So Very good. Num- newer for a new num- one. I num- like it. Numbness, tingling, weakness <laughs> in the extremity. Oh, gosh, you're so smart. Uh, what I appreciate most about Doc Murphy, gang, and what I love about Doc Murphy is, first off, he's a former athlete, so he can see, he sees things through athletes' eyes. He understands, but he'll also he'll tell you, kind of, you know, do you need surgery? Do you not need surgery? When do you need surgery? He's not a hundred percent. We'll just get this fixed surgically. Sometimes you have to, but sometimes you don't, right, Doc? Yeah, we're we're not looking to operate on everything, but, right? You know, people say you want to treat things conservatively. Sometimes the conservative treatment is to sur- right, right to surgery, right? If you've got an ACL tear. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I want to play with it. Well, you can't play with it. You can't right. cut. You can't do without damaging your knee. So right. that's a fixer. If you have, you know, a meniscus tear that's not displaced, you can sometimes play through that or a labral tear. We're not rushing in to fix it, but, you know, uh, we're certainly not pushing in that direction. There's, there's options between injury and surgery most of the time. All right, one more thing they asked on the text line about Christian Kirk. He had that core surgery, which, again, I don't – they said six to eight weeks when it happened. It happened about a month ago. Is there any chance he can get back for the playoffs, I guess, because he ain't coming back this week or next? Yeah, I'm not sure He's, exactly I've seen him like, what he had. Yeah, it's like I did see him like in like in rehab 
almost immediately after his surgery. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good sign or not, but it wasn't like he was, well, I got to lay around for a week. Yeah, in general. Uh, you guys those, like to get him up and moving all the time. You want to get him moving. Yeah. But you also don't want to re-injure things. So six weeks is kind of the sweet spot. Okay. Three months is the outside. Mm-hmm. So three months, he's definitely better. Six weeks, uh, very potentially could be bad. All right. All right. Well, anything else? Hey, listen, we at Southeast appreciate 1010. You well, guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's great friendship, yes. great marketing. The whole thing is yes. awesome. We appreciate all our patients that have come to see us over the year. Well, we appreciate you, and we appreciate all that you do for us. And as a friend, I appreciate you for – and Doc is uh, always there for us. And listen, when you got a young kid who plays sports or, or even don't, I mean, you get injuries, I can text Doc. Doc will text me back. Shout out to Amy Lane as well, his right-hand woman who's fantastic and does great job with us and I've sent a lot of you guys through Amy Lane to get in to see Doc and Southeast so anyway happy new year do you have big new year's eve plans I know you're a crazy party or I can see you out and about with the wife what are we doing uh yeah that'll be toes up <laughs> at about 10 <laughs> hey Doc that hemi feeling good over here man are we ready to release yet whoa 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 I ain't say all that Doc, uh-huh. Doc uh-huh. told me to take it easy I'm getting up there at age I'm just saying that hemi feeling good that's all I'm saying <laughs> I'm going to listen to the doc. All right. Well, uh, happy new year, doc. Thank you you so much. Doc, Kevin Murphy, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. Nobody does it better. This is the drill. I'm welling up with emotion here, E. As I look at this go-between between two of my, of our favorite Jaguars. Uh Uh-huh. Trevor Lawrence tweets to at Fred Taylor made. Congrats, brother. Muscle. Oh, the muscle. Fred Taylor responds, thank you. God's timing is the best. Always rooting for you, my guy. Keep going. Yes, sir. I like that. Oh, I'm welling up with, I love Jaguar past and Jaguar present coming together. Right. That's wonderful. Everybody happy. Yeah. Don't worry about us. We'll just scream and yell on the sidelines, but (laughs) you guys take care of business. Please take care of business. Speaking of taking care of business, we got some business to attend to. You've got your sock drive coming up here at the start of the new year. I do, man. When is that? Jan 6, right? January 6 is the uh, second annual Sock It To Me sneaker ball. Sock It To Me. Sock It To Me. Yeah, man. You know that uh, that sneaker ball thing, that's right up my alley. But uh, where the where it came from and where it, der- where it all derived from, about, uh, this is what, year 6, I want to say. Yes. Um... I was leaving uh, downtown Jacksonville about 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I saw a, uh, a homeless gentleman. He was sleeping outside mm-hmm. on a box. You know, very unfortunate. Okay. And his feet was uh, uncovered. Okay. One thing I know I hate when my feet is cold. I can't sleep if my feet are cold. Okay. And so at that moment, I took off my jacket. I had a jacket on, and I took off my jacket, and I covered his feet. At that point, I was like, man, I want to do something. I don't know what it is. I want to do something. Did some research, found out that socks were the least donated but most requested item by the less fortunate. Okay. So at that time, um, I gathered you know, some of my family members. Yes, sir. About eight to ten of my family members and mm-hmm. friends. I went downtown, and we, hand out, we handed out about 250 pairs of socks. And you know, it was a cool thing to, to be able to do, and it, we saw that it was needed. Okay. So the following year, it got bigger. We went from 250 pair to about 1,000 pair. Wow. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And 
as of late. So last year, you know, I kind of wanted to switch it up. You know, okay. I got my foundation up and going, nothing but the Ethang Foundation. Yes, you did. And that's all about basically um, providing goods and services for the community all while having a good time. Okay. And I came up with the sneaker ball idea. So okay. it's to bring awareness to the needs of the less fortunate. And so on January 6th, we're, we're putting on our suits, we're putting on our sneakers, and we're bringing awareness to the less fortunate. And socks, like I said, is the least donated but most requested item, but that's not the only thing. Mm-hmm. There's underwear, deodorant, just the essential items, things that we take granted. Of. Like, we take those things for granted. I wake up in the morning, yes. I got a hole in my sock, I'm throwing it away. But there's people that don't have that, 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 that luxury. Okay. It, it's, it's a blessing to be able to, to, to pull open your drawers and pick out your, your Jordan socks or your Nike socks. For sure. But everybody don't have that. Right. And so that's why I started this initiative. And with the help of the city, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, there's people all across the nation that donates to my sock drive. I have a GoFundMe up. Um, I just type in my name, Emmanuel Thaloran, or talk, type in sock it to me, sock it, the number two, me. Okay. And you'll see it. There's a whole story behind it. And uh, that's just my way of giving back to the community. I have a platform, and luckily 1010 gives me a platform mm-hmm. to where I can reach out to the people of Jacksonville and all around the world to help me provide for the less fortunate. That's wonderful, Lee. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for your service. I mean, that's that's good. Mama would be proud, E. Mama is proud. Yeah, um, and what's cool about it this year, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even planned like this. For you know, for those of you who know, unfortunately, my mother she passed away mm-hmm. October twenty fifth. But the idea for my sneaker ball was going to be is January sixth. Ironically enough, my mother's birthday is January fifth. Oh. Okay. So it's the first Saturday of the year. So you know, I want it's going to be special for me. Sure. Uh, my mom, she was always someone who who was caring. She she. She would give you the shirt off her back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of passed that trait on to me. I'm a natural gifter. I love to give to people, I, like, you know, to the listeners, to my family. Uh, if, if I could give you a smile, you know, that's what I'm going to do. If Whatever I can do, I'm going to try to do it. So this is my way of giving back to my city and, and, and for those in need. All right. Well, thank you. And, again, uh, check out his GoFundMe page as well. Just type in Sakatumi or Emmanuel Thalorand, and you will find – uh, the information that's coming up January 6th, and you can get tickets as well, correct? Pull up, man. Come yeah. have a, Man, it's going to be a fun, vibe, man. It's man. a good time. Trust me. If you ain't uh, – come check out the experience. Like, the E.T. experience yes. is like no other. You heard of <laughs> Barnum and Bailey. You heard of Ringling Brothers. Well, come holler at your boy. I would, I would definitely endorse that. <laughs> hey, E, I got a question for you. Who wins Ravens-Dolphins? Ooh, that's, that's a good one, man. Yeah. It's high power, but I ain't gonna lie. I think I'm gonna go with the Ravens, man. Yeah, up there in Baltimore. Up there in Baltimore, you know, you know, like I'm Jaguars all day. That's number one for me, right? And you know, we talked about this before. Like hey, you like the Dolphins, but I don't, the Ravens kind of like overtook the Dolphins, man. Like I, I think I, I'm a root for the the Ravens. Like that's definitely my second favorite team. I but, have enjoyed. The I, I guess more people don't. I don't know if people watch the Hard Knocks uh-huh. in season with the Dolphins. Right, right. And for me, what I like most about it are certain things. Uh, I've talked about the coach, and he's done a great job. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. 
I love seeing Dan Marino still very involved. It, yeah, so he's yeah he's very involved with the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know if he's like he might be like vice president. He's got a role. Uh huh. Uh huh. But anyway, so the so the the this week's episode, Marino goes into the uh, they call uh, Tua calls him Uncle Dan, <laughs> which is cool, right? Right. right. They have Quarter, a lot of respect. Quarterback to quarterback. I mean, he's Dan Marino, dude. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you play football, you know who Dan Marino right. is. Dan freaking Marino. And by Marino. the way, this week somebody posted Dan Marino highlights, and I reposted them, and I watched like seven minutes of them, and oh my god, Dan was that dude, dude. I don't care. And I'd, I went back and forth on Twitter with somebody trying to tell me he's Phillip Rivers. I'm like, yeah, no, he's not. What was Dan Marino's best attribute? Was he accurate? The release. His release, quick release? Unbelievable. Yeah? Unbelievable. Uh, you said that Never quick. got sacked, uh-huh. by the way, and he couldn't move. Uh-huh. But he could slide. He would slide in the pocket and shoot, ball's gone. Yeah. And Duper and Clayton, shoot, ball's gone, and there they go. It was... They... Again, it was something beautiful to watch. You can go back and look at it. But anyway, so Marino comes in. They're giving out Christmas gifts. And I don't know who's in that room. It's Tua. There's some other quarterback, quarterback coach. I think uh, that guy from the Jets, is it Mike White? Remember him? He's <laughs> yep, on that team. Yep. And so one of them says, one of, one of, they, they did Secret Santa. And one of them had to get, uh, get, some, uh, get a gift for I, I got a gift from Dan freaking Marino, he says. And they gave Marino a couple bottles of wine, whoever got him his secret saying, I mean, what do you get Dan Marino? And then Dan Marino does something that, again, if you're a, if you're a, a fan of 80s football, you remember. He hands out to every guy in the room isotoner gloves. Now, he used to do commercials for them. Okay. He must have, and they said, what do you have, an a endless supply, lifetime supply of isotoner gloves? They all love the gloves. And then two of bottom all gifts. They're, you know, one thing about the NFL, man, when they gift out the presents, they get great gifts, man. Oh, man. Because the, yeah. boys, the boys got money. Yeah, it's fun to watch, fun to see the gifts that the boys they Boys spend some money on yeah, it. Yeah, they do. Spend- well, we saw Trevor get the guys golf carts, which they didn't deserve. Uh, just kidding. And he got them, like, Rolexes or watches <laughs> or something last year. Yeah, yeah. they do They do it. Um, I love watching that. Yeah, so it was uh, – it's cool. But then they did the, you know, the, the Dolphins-Cowboys game with – with access, those are those are really cool to watch, and those eventually I think that will become. I think that each team, and I think that would be the goal. I'd have to ask the Jaguars, you know, Patrick Cavanaugh, Dave DeCandis, they do a, a a great job with their in the hunt and things of that nature, and I think eventually, hard knocks should become something that is almost standard. For every NFL team. I it would wish, only man. add to the popularity. It should be like, you know, like hosting the Super Bowl. Like every team wants, every city right. wants to host it. Hard Knocks should be like that. Yeah, I think that eventually that's where you would want to get. Now, again, but then you would take away access. I mean, there's certain access that NFL films get that others don't. But I'm talking about like, like so Christmas morning they went over to Mostert's house. And, you know, he's got two or three little kids. And they're, you know, so it's kind of at home as well. I mean, it's just, it's well done. It's well thought out. Now, the the difference is Hard Knocks has a staff of, I don't know what, 100 people working on the show. Each team's broadcasting department is like five to 10 people. So you, it would be, in that respect, it's not 
possible. And again, they get a lot of good stuff, but if you had that that type of access for every team, I think that would be terrific. Like if you had a, and again, we have uh, at CBS and Fox, we carry the Jags programming, and we get a they they do things like that. They got a guy mic'd up each week, but there's oh, I tell you what, it wasn't pretty watching the. Uh, Bucks offensive lineman, he was mic'd up. Oh man, oh, I hated he, it. He, I, he I hated our, it. He embarrassed our guys. A I hate he did, but I hated it because it was against us. Because if it was us, yes. I would love it. He's like he bullied us. He, he was bullied bullying us. us. He did. He little boy. He, he put he, he bullied, put us in a headlock. He bullied he, Chase on. Yes, he did. He bullied uh, <laughs> Devon. Yes, uh, he did a little man. bit. Um, he bullied these guys, dude. Yeah. Up front. And he was having fun. He was. He was a big kid. Talking out there. smack, <laughs> laughing, yeah. 45. Like, what get you out gonna, of here. What 45. you going to do about it? Yeah. Because, like, what you going to do about it? Nothing. Like, what? Oof. That was a bad look for us. That was not good. <laughs> I saw that. As, I guess that's one of the negatives. <laughs> that was not good. What was it? Get a key? Was that his name? Does that sound right? Get a key? Uh, I think it was Get a key. For the for the sixty three, I want to say. Oh my gosh, dude! Oof, I did not like that at all. That was uh, that was tough. That was a tough watch. But hopefully, we can get this thing right here this weekend. And uh, but I have enjoyed the I I and I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy it when look. I saw it last year when it was going bad for Arizona. I saw it this year when it's going good for Miami. You know me, I'm convinced that Mike McDaniel, who's done a great job, is, is, is a fan of the certain, I don't know, accoutrements that come along with it. But nonetheless, it is what it is at, at this point. So, um, But it's a good watch if you guys have time. Whether you like the team or not like the team, it does give you some insight into the, into the National Football League and what goes on during the week and how teams prepare. And then it gives you great stuff during the game, you know, where – they're talking about going for it on fourth down. They went for it one time, didn't make it. Uh, we need this first down. I look, listen, off the field, cheat is a train wreck. But on the field, that's a wild boy. Yeah. He's, he's a wild boy on and off the he field. He is. He is. But he's a hell of a football player, and he's an MVP candidate. Got a question I, for you, dude? I'm going to stand by one more thing, and then you can ask me. But I'm going to stand by. I, the more I think about it, and I'm not against. I'm fine with Lamar winning it. But I would definitely vote for Cheetah or McCaffrey over him. So I'm right. gonna stand by that. But pig- go ahead. Um, so question? this piggybacks off of that. Yep. If so, who's the offensive player of the year? Because we're like clearly the MVP is a quarterback. Yeah. It's a quarterback award. Yeah. Apparently. So who would you vote for the offensive player of the year if you had to pick? So and clearly, and- it's gonna be one of those two. But if you had one pick, who's it gonna be? It's a great question. Going to be one of them. Yeah. If it's not, then something's wrong. Oh, boy. I mean, I tell you what, man. Tyree, the Niners, the Niners had a little, I don't know, man. I might lean towards Hill, <laughs> but he, McCaffrey's played every game, so I might give credit there. I would really, you could flip a coin for me on those two guys. Yeah. I think those two guys have dominated their positions. And I tell you, what was interesting was like, they needed Tyreek Hill against the Cowboys, and he stepped up. And he wanted, he's like, get me the ball. Get, I, I mean, E, when you watch him, if you just watch him, that, those feet and the move he puts on those guys, just yeah. to get open for like yeah. an eight-yarder. Yeah. Or they had one that was like third and nine, and he, da, 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 he ran out full speed, and he cut full speed. Yeah. And 
Tua threw it and hit him. I mean, he's not he's not a special teams oh, specialist. Man, he is a wide receiver. Oh man, that kid is. He's, like, he's again, a he's a nut job, man. No, I I mean, but he is. Uh, what a receiver! I'm gonna tell you who else is growing. Well. Not growing on me. I, I really like this guy, Debo Samuels. Damn, uh, damn. What? you, you see him play? You, you stop. <laughs> you see Don't him you play? Dare. Every play. Not allowed. That's my guy. <laughs> I love. That's Debo. my guy. And I know his body is done during the week because he gives it his all on Sundays. Then he gives it his all, even when he's blocking. Yeah. We he, he's blocking downfield for 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 McCaffrey. We Twenty yards up the field. We would have had him if it was up to me. <laughs> first overall. Nobody listened to me. First overall, Debo Samuels. Uh, I trade. I traded that pick. <laughs> I traded the first overall pick for Debo Samuel. We'd be better off. I like Debo, man. He he gives it his all. He gives it his all. I'm just looking at. He's got 53 for 834 and six touchdowns receiving. But he earned. But I want every to see what he yard. has rushing. Because he runs too. Oh, he earned every last yard, man. They hit him, man. Yes, he does. They hit him. He doesn't have a ton rushing this year. He's only got, um, let's see what we got here. He does have five touchdowns rushing, 33 for 179. And he kick, he returns kicks also. I love him. Debo is an all-around guy. All right, we got to take a break. We got the catch chat coming up. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. Thursday edition of The Drill. Hey, happy Thursday, folks. Ready, ready. Freddie, Freddie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna concede all my time to Fred Taylor today. Except first, I'm gonna yes. tell you about Shark Coatings. Uh, we're in the middle of the 15 extra 15% off as we finish oh, out the year here. So wonderful. If you're holding on to a uh, an estimate out there and you haven't pulled the trigger yet, it's time to do it. Why don't you call your rep and say, hey, give me that extra. Yeah. <laughs> give me that extra. Or get your estimate right now. You're getting an extra 15% off um, for the new year. New year, new garage, all that stuff. That's wonderful. If you're gonna get working out in the in the it's new a great year. it's a great gift to give to yourself, by the way. And, and it really I mean, I tell you one thing, man. I love I love my garage. I love it. I love it. I, I love said, it. Yeah, I, love I heard it. you as I was coming in. That was uh yeah. you're right. It you said it new, but you're like, it's not new, Mm-mm. but it still looks new to you. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to take care of too. That's another great thing, man. Yeah, I mean, if you get like you, know, you park your car in there and if it gets you know wet or uh, like dirty, you just you can take like honestly, you can just wipe it and it's gone. Yeah, it's yeah, really it really is great. You mentioned the one part there that we hear from a lot of people is uh, it gave them the the impetus to clean out the garage finally. It does and man. at this time of year, it really does the whole you know the New Year's resolutions and all that. Yeah. So yeah, get your get your estimates and uh, we got an extra fifteen percent off for you. Cats uh, here. How was Christmas with you? You have three young kids, so that's always the great time. Did you Amazing. hear about the little three year old boy who was so excited about Christmas? He got up at three a.m. and unwrapped every gift under the tree. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> No, my dude got up first. How would that work? My dude got up first, uh, not before me, but um, he got up first before uh, before Emery K, and uh, and he and I got video of him. So, mm-hmm. I, but but I got up first and <clears throat> start my routine, and, and um, but I wanted to, I didn't want him, you know, going to the tree yet. Yeah, you know? and so I I barricaded as as he comes out of our room, I barricaded in the the thing so he couldn't see around it, he couldn't mm-hmm. see the tree, mm-hmm. and then I saw him and uh, and. I grabbed him. I go, hold on, hold on. And his mom, mom came out, and, and we videoed him going around the corner to see the tree and see yeah. all the stuff. And he, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, we'll have that video for everybody. He's like, oh, what? Look at all of it. You know, it's and he wanted to open stuff, and I was like, you can get open one until your sister wakes up. You know, family stuff wise, and you're talking about video. Two things. One, I've been going through some old videos because my daughter's getting married this year. 
Oh, boy. Okay, so she's, or next year, April. So I've been looking for this song we used to do together, this little song I had for her. So I've been going through old videos, and I mean, you're talking now 28, 29 years ago. Dang. Okay, and, and you haven't seen it in forever. What the heck is it, it was, on? VHS? What I did is, I don't know what, I had the little video camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them all transferred to DVDs. Oh, the mini, yeah. So that, but I did that like 10 years ago, and then put them in a drawer. Oh, okay. I would have to get them transferred again to the computer now. But anyway, I found some things like, uh, first I found... Because I, ha- I didn't, they weren't labeled. So I've, you know, I have the younger son who's 18. Well, when he was three, I found his video of him rapping, which is classic, which my wife was so happy about. Oh, that's awesome. And then I go found my daughter uh, uh, um, from 29 years ago. Anyway, if you have a chance to go back and look, it does it melt your heart. So that's number one. And then the greatest Christmas video ever is uh, our friend uh, Brent Martineau, who videotapes his kids like, he could do a he could do a movie about it. He has everything on tape, but he had cameras set up on a Christmas morning, and he captured the best thing. Now he has twins, and they're high school seniors now. Yeah, and they were three years old, and they're coming down the stairs together, and you see them coming down the stairs, and they make the turn to the living room, okay, and it's the I don't he usually shows it every year. I don't know if he didn't show it this year, so they're like. Three years old, they come around the corner and you get tight shot of the two of them together. And the boy goes, Yes! It throws a fist pump. <laughs> I've seen that one. Turns yeah. and hugs his sister. That's so good. And, and, and I mean, you have that forever. It's, it's, so that makes it worthwhile. You, if you can capture a moment or two like that with your kids, and you'll try through the years, it's, it's, it's terrific stuff. So anyway, I'm glad. And you're at the, the, the kids are at the age for your kids. Unlike uh, Grinch in the other room, who we're not going to talk about right now. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What? No. We'll talk about that off air. Off air. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, he is father of the year, but he's a Grinch. Father of the century, bro. That's right. <laughs> but but uh, uh, the sparkle in their eyes at this age is one to hold on to forever because it, it, it comes and goes. This is bad radio because I'm showing Dan the video. But look at him. He goes so around good. the corner and, yeah. he, and he sees the tree. Yeah. And he looks up and he goes, oh, my God. And you got it. Yeah. It's so good, dude. It, every, and I, hopefully every, and now with the phones, you can capture all of it. So it's terrific. All right. Hold on. I don't know if you can. <clears throat> you going to play it on the air? I'm going to see if. <gasps> Quiet. What is it? There's so much. <laughs> there's so much. Look how much there are. Why did he give us so much? What a win. <laughs> this is a great win. That's uh, a, that's awesome. Best. It was the best. Yeah, so it was a good time. All right. Um, Pops came over. Oh, he doesn't like me. Doesn't like. He can't go by Pops yet for seven more years. He's eighty-three. Yeah, he wants he, to be ninety. He wants to be ninety before I can call him that. But um, but yeah, he came over. Uh, his sister lives in the neighborhood, so her her kids came over. They're teenagers now, so good. So I used to go over there, and they they all loved coming over to see the kids open presents and stuff. Oh, it's so, so good. It's so good. It was is the best. All right, so Freddie T's a finalist. That means he gets in the room. Congrats to yeah, Freddie T. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we're, we're planning on talking to him here in a few minutes, hopefully. Said, he, said he's coming on when he lands. Yeah, so hopefully he's no delays and such. But if we get him, we get him. Uh, we'll catch him walking through the air. Just a couple quick comments. Look, he's so I, I'm so happy for him. And, and you know him. We're all so happy for him. And so that's, that's, that's where we are, man. We just want him to get in the room and get debated. I ran through the list, and I cut seven dudes real quick. Now, 
again, they're all worthy. Don't get me wrong. They're all great players. And every guy who does a, does a presentation will do a great job. And it's hard. It's really hard. Who's doing his? Sam will keep Sam's Sam. still the local Hall of Fame okay. voter. So Sam, you will. And Sam, listen again, people got on Sam all the time because yeah, he does he does his homework. He'll be prepared. Yeah. And and really, the argument has always been look at the video. Sure. But also there's a, I can give you the stat. The stat Jim yeah. Brown, Barry Sanders, Fred Taylor. Yeah. Four point five or better right. with X amount of carries. Yeah. That's all I need to tell you. Yeah. But he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to get in. He's 17th all time. Everybody in front of him is in or will get in. Right. 15 are or uh 15 are in. No, 14 are in and two will get in. Right. And he's 17th. So um, but I'm just so happy for him. It's so it's so awesome. Yeah, I was texting with him this morning. So mm-hmm. is he. Um, um and uh it, it's cool. We, we he he said thanks, you know, and typical Fred. Um, and one of the, the reasons people ask me all the time, like, who's your favorite? I'm like, it's easy. Fred Taylor. Yeah. Absolutely my favorite, and it's 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 for professional reasons and for personal reasons, um, because you know the the text thread goes from you know congrats on that, but it quickly goes to everything else about our kids. Yeah, and and he's giving me you know parent advice because his kids are older. Um, and, you know I I sent him pictures of, of the three, and mm-hmm. he said, oh, they'll melt your heart till they're thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> and then they'll stress it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's um it's just awesome, man, for him. You know, to like you said, to at least be in the room. Yeah. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of guys on that list, like you said. He's but- the only running back in the room, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, so that's that. that and so, you know, you got three that's receivers. Huge. Are you going to put that's all huge. three receivers? In? Look, Julius Peppers is getting in. He's fourth all time in sacks. I mean, he's getting in, and he's going to be. He's a first ballot HOF. He's going in. Antonio Gates is probably getting in. Now you give me three spots, and and and, and we'll see. Antonio Gates. Yeah, he was the. You know, before Gronk and before yeah. you know, before Kelsey and yeah. all that stuff, and he had the stats, but his stats are going to slowly Correct. drop over these next ten years. They're going to drop because the game changed, right? Yep. Right. So, I don't know. Fred's stats over the next ten years are only going to go up. Like he's well, the game change. He's not going to get yep. passed. You know what I mean? So, well, he's still Antonio <laughs> Gates has his third all time amongst tight ends and receptions with nine hundred and fifty five. Yeah, he's going. So I mean, I just I, he was he was incredible. Yeah, and and so I. I but, you know. Fred, but Fred, like you said, the stats are there, um, the tape is there, and his peers. Like there's, you have he has everything that that a Hall of Famer should have. Yes. In his corner. Yes. Because if you ask the peers, and then also recently, uh, which I didn't know, I saw somebody said, "Oh, they'll, they'll get eight in," and I go, "Wait, eight in a class?" I just saw two years ago, Pro Pro Football Hall of Fame changed the number and can do eight to nine, including the senior. Uh, they, I, so they, I, they'll do up to eight. They said they changed the rules two years ago. I don't know. I think they could do up to – but I think only from this 15, the most they can do is five, but I'm not positive because I think they take one from the senior committee, a coach. That's where they get the eight. Oh, okay, because they said eight or nine. Yeah, I think that's where they get the eight. I think it's only five from this group of 15. I think. I could be wrong. It might be six. I'm not positive. I'll check on that. But he's um, got – hey, look, he also has the platform the last – the last few years here. He's had a platform it helps. Know, getting the word out there, which, which definitely helped. It helped helps. Tony. I mean, look, the like, only reason Tony's in mm-hmm. is because of the drill and Dan Hickett and Jeff Prosser. E. So, you know, uh, we know that's the case. Thank you. Thank I mean, you the platform me. started it. Yeah. You know, and, and without, without Started guys, and finished. It all starts with Dan Hickett and Jeff Prosser, who, by the way, belongs on this stage really soon. Thank you. Thanks oh. to meeting... Uh, Dan Hickett and Jeff done. Prosser. Oh, not done. You God, made us winners. It got a little embarrassing. It was embarrassing, wasn't it? It was a little bit. Were you blushing? I'm more grateful for you, Dan Hickett and Jeff Prosser, with every, each and every <laughs> I think passing I... year. 
Dan Hickett and Jeff Frost. Uh, you think, and your family will always mean uh, the world. All right. To Angie uh, and I. I know. I think I told too you. Much. I think too I told much. you this, and I, I, I think I've said this story, but. So we're all. I'm sitting next to Fred at Tony's Hall of Fame. Yeah, Coughlin's right in front of me. So the camera guys come out. The camera guys walk out, right? And they're looking at this list, and they go, "Who's Dan Hickett?" <laughs> it all starts with Dan Hickett and Jeff Prosser. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, Tony's coming through." Right here, right here. I said, "My man, Big Bo is coming through." Listen, uh. Don't, on. don't put it past me to not ask Fred. I won't do it at this interview today, oh, but don't put it past me. He was there when that happened. And I know Fred the longest. So no is a not a really good term there. But you, you, were, know, there, you were there in Florida. You covered were, you, you Fred covered the longest. Florida, yeah. Okay. It all starts <laughs> with Dan Hickett and Jeff Frosser. Let, let's let's he, do what we do and make it about us, Kat. Then then in that in that Vane, E and I have spent more personal time with Fred uh-huh, than you, uh-huh, so we, correct. Uh-huh. So we, yeah, yeah, yes, that's also we, true. We haven't interviewed him. Yeah, but we we spent a lot more personal time with Fred. Hundred percent. So like we we if, it, if we're going by minutes uh-huh, spent uh-huh. together, minutes spent, uh-huh. you might win. Fred you I, will win. Fred and I spent a, a whole week together in, mm-hmm. in Bermuda. I love that playing golf. So. I love that. Well, um, anyway, so we're all excited, and and it, the point being this. We're all sitting here saying these things because we love the guy and we feel a kinship to the guy. He deserves it. He deserves and it. so, therefore, we are so excited about the guy. But also understand that the 14 others, there's in all those markets, they're Dwight Freeney. You know, how do you stay no to Dwight Freeney? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to go beat up the horse or something. You already so, went through the whole list. I, I, I yeah. was looking at the list. I mean, there was some that I, you know, Tory Holt, eh, I don't know. I know. Tory Holt. <laughs> Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, three receivers, three great ones. It's a tough, tough. Uh, you Reggie's gotta, getting in. You got to fight the star in Dallas with Darren Woodson. Uh, the, the star is a tough battle, bro. Yeah. A tough You're battle. You're a great cowboy, then you're going to get in. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie's getting in, but there's there's a lot of cowboys. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, the next Tony Baselli's Willie Anderson. So uh, 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 he's on the. I, I mean, don't think Andre. I, I know Andre Johnson has the stats. Yeah. But I just don't. Maybe it's just because the team. Rodney Harrison, part of the Patriot dynasty, bro. No. Come on. Devin Hester is going to get in eventually. Yeah, Devin yeah. Hester. Was, and he's a kickoff returner. Devin Hester, listen, Devin Hester deserves to be in because he was one of those players yeah. that when you watch the game, okay. he, you, you watch. That's you watch fine. Him. Very, well, very few guys over the, you know, you've watched football. Yeah. Very few guys, when you watch the NFL, you go, that dude's different yeah. Patrick, than everybody else. Like you talk about Cheetah. Mm-hmm. When you watch Devin Hester, and, and prime stuff. It was different. Like, it was hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. They're mm. punting. They're punting. Yeah, you yeah. run from the bathroom. Everybody oh, hush. Oh, Everybody hush. Yeah. They're punting. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and, when he, and when he ran and when he ran stuff back, you were like, he, is a, he, he looked like the college guy playing with the high school kids. And it was, it was that different. So, he, so Hall of Fame-wise, yeah, Devin Hester definitely, definitely deserves to get it. Here's, here's my only um, – But they might not count watched, the, the amount of stats. I watched Deion Sanders return a kick. And, I mean, he had a gear like... It looked effortless. It's unbelievable. Like, the NFL are fast. They're all fast in yeah. the NFL. And he was faster than the fast. Yeah, that's, that's how I can only describe yeah. it. Yeah. He was different. I that mean, it's just... turbo. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and I and wish, he made it look so good. Yeah. Just smooth. Like, it wasn't trying. He made it look like it wasn't trying. Yeah. And same with Devin Hester. But, uh, I don't know. I, I wish, and they this will never... I don't know if it'll happen, but I wish there was either... 
current you know current Hall of Famers yeah. in the room, or some type of player committee that had an influence on who gets in. Not the whole influence, because you know I'm not saying they get the whole influence, but I'm but I feel like I think they've talked about this and stuff. Like the players should have a, a bigger say than just the guys that are in that room. Hester's a great debate, debatable one because I like what you're saying, but you know. He's tied with the for the NFL record with most combined kickoff and punt return touchdowns. He has thirteen. You know who? You know who he's tied with? Who? From Washington. Oh, uh, Daryl uh, Green. Green. Nope. Brian Mitchell. Oh, Brian oh, Mitchell. So yeah. why is it Brian Mitchell in the Hall of Fame? That's true. Brian Mitchell. Why is Brian it, Mitchell was incredible? You know who else was one that I would always watch? Uh, Dante Hall. Oh, the human joystick. Right. Ooh. What about white shoes? I mean, so again, it's that's a, why the room is great because once you do all that, I, go, I know. Eh, well, I, it's tough, bro. You know, maybe it's not. Tough. Maybe so not. He, he has the same amount as Brian Mitchell. Yep. Oh, that is combined a, kickoff and the most in NFL history is thirteen. That's a good question. Like, so yeah, yeah. The, why why is he automatically but supposed to get in? Look at the stats. I don't know, and I again, I I don't know Brian Mitchell's, but I do I do remember reading one, and, I, and I'm terrible at stats. Not like you guys. You guys are great at them, but uh, that Devin Hester wants it. The amount of times people kicked it out of bounds and away from him was staggering. It was like it was like Barry Bonds when Barry Bonds was hitting home runs. Like they just didn't even kick it to him. Just walk him. They they just walk him. Yeah. They they'd punt it. They'd punt it twenty yards out of bounds, and they didn't care about a twenty five yard punt because they're like he's not returning it. But the punter would just be like turn sideways and boom, <laughs> kick it out of bounds or throw it. Like but there was some stat I saw that showed that after a while he wasn't getting the opportunities, and the, and it was oh that's what it was. It was. Per opportunity, his his touchdown or his return per opportunity mm-hmm. was insane. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. When you look at that, the, it doesn't sound like as as big a deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe he doesn't. All right, so he doesn't go. It's just tough though. All right, cool. Get him out. Fred's in. Yeah. I like I said, one running back, and it's but but ultimately you do you got to compare and contrast. That's and what hurt Tony a, a few times. There was yeah. Other offensive linemen yeah, in there that, that had it, a better resume. I was so, angry. I was angry on a couple of them. I. Uh, the Steeler guy, Fanica, went in ahead of Tone. Yeah. But ultimately, they get in. And I think for now it's a such a positive step. I think it clears the way for Freddie to get in. So you think they're going to, you think it's going to be one of those things where it they, would be they a, make him earn, like make him uh, do his two years. Maybe. Years. It might be a bit of a surprise if he got in. But sometimes the timing works out, man. You know, sometimes you look around and he gains steam in the room and all of a sudden people look up. Listen, I'll say this. E last year. We went on the tour of, we had like four or five Hall of Fame voters yeah. that we talked to on this show. Yeah. And we just, uh, just to, now. Before or after the? Before. It was more about Fred. The Hick and Lean. Well, the Hick and Lean. <laughs> hick and but lean. every one of them, I didn't have to lean on him. Oh, it was about Fred. Okay. They, yeah, they, they all, they all yeah. said, Fred, oh yeah, he, he's, so, now do they blow smoke because they know they're on in Jacksonville? Sure. I don't know. So, uh, now, I, what, I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm 50-50 on it. Like, I think he's got a shot. I think I definitely think he has a shot, uh, like you said, with being the only running back on the list. But what does the next few years look like with possible running backs hitting well, them? There's two ahead of them that are going to get in. That are Gore, Gore's getting in and he, Peterson's getting in. But Gore, has he retired yet? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gore has retired. But he's but you got to wait five years. Got to wait. Peterson, so he's out. I mean, those to me are the next two who are Peterson, only two who are ahead of Fred. Gore just retired. What? I know, but you said who's coming up. I know, but they would be the only ones. What I'm saying though is, what is what do you get? You get five years on the finalist list before yeah. you. As long as Fred's in the room, dude, you're right. There's not going to be a lot of other guys that are going in there. Um, let me look here. 
Steven Jackson. No. Fred was better. Yep. Uh, Corey, was better, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon had, had the he numbers. Was, yeah, he was good. Shady. Warwick Dunn. These are guys who are eligible now that aren't that Fred is ahead of. So, oh, these are guys who are eligible now and didn't make the finals. Yeah, I'm just looking okay, at guys. So he's already he's already passed them. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Tiki Barber, Eddie George didn't make the room. He's been a uh, uh, beast mode would be an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, uh, Tiki Barber. Um, you know, you're getting down here now to guys. That, th- there's a cutoff here at some point where so no Eddie George and Steven Jackson eligible and they've not made correct. The room. Correct. That says that's a big that's a big like oh wait a minute Fred was better than both those guys I agree yeah. but when you look at the numbers Stephen Jackson had some some crazy good numbers and Corey, Fred's ahead Corey of Stephen Jackson Corey Dillon had all had, time well I'm not saying all the numbers yeah I'm saying Corey Dillon had had when people talk about Pro Bowls and things like that which mm. I think is a silly stat to throw in for Hall of Fame Pro Bowls because we were in a small market we weren't getting the national attention. He deserved Pro Bowl several years, but people say, oh, well, against this guy, that guy. I mean, down the road, we'll talk about Derrick Henry, who's closing in on 10,000 career yards. He's still way behind Fred. Yeah. And, you know, has he seen his better days? Hopefully he has, because we don't need him going off next Sunday in his final game as a Titan. Oh, God. Christian McCaffrey would be another guy down the road. Oh, he's going in, man. Yeah. But he's only got 6,000 rush yards, but he's a different kind of guy. Yeah. You know? Well, 6,000, he's probably got how many passing? Yeah, I know. Receiving, I mean. There's not a lot. You know, 138th all-time in rushing, Lamar Jackson, 5,223. <laughs> <laughs> what? Two, two-time MVP. Yeah, soon to be. Wait uh-huh. a minute. Wait a minute. He's 26? No, 138th. Oh, yeah. How age? Yeah, he's young. He's 26, yeah, he, and he, he has 5,000 yards. Yeah, he's you, going, he'll get to like seven, maybe eight at most. He won't get he, – he won't. The NFL beats it. The NFL. He doesn't run like he used to. All right, we got to go, cat. We're yeah. way over. Right, Shark coatings. Uh, happy Shark New Coatings. Year. Happy New Year, my friend. Yeah, man. Hey, thank uh, you for all you do. Uh, is Jeff got his picks in for tomorrow? Not yet. It is because it is dicey, folks. Is he calling? It is. It is. He real quick. Me. Real yeah. quick. We're at. We're at. Uh, it's I'm not dicey. I'm dead. You're not. But dead. I'm gonna try. <laughs> you're not dead. I'm in the lead. Yeah. I'm in the lead at plus five. Jeff is plus four, and you're minus six. Yeah. If we go two and eight, and you go eight and two, either of us goes two and eight the next two weeks, and you go eight and two. Yeah. We're spinning. Okay. It is not over. It's not over, but eight and two for a guy who's going one and four, one and four, one and four, one and four, three and two, and one and four doesn't sound good. Doesn't doesn't look promising. I may have to fade me. I may honestly say I'm going to pick these and then go oppo. <laughs> go George Costanza. I may do it. I may have to do it. I don't know what else. To, I mean, I just can't. I can't do it. I also have an offer for Jeff to that I'm mulling over about the sack. Oh, you know, he offered that if I take him and his wife out to dinner. Uh, that he would, uh, that I don't have to spin the, the hated wheel. We're three away from a push, right? On that 32. Yeah. 32. It, 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 I got to give an answer by tomorrow, so I'll do that on the, on the, on the uh, Friday five pack. So we got a lot going on here as we get to the end. It's, uh, I was really hoping for no sacks in this past game. I know. <laughs> I know. They got that junker at the end that just Golly, hurt me. <laughs> that junker hurt me. <laughs> but they also missed, they, they had him about four other times and he got away. Yeah. So. It's wow. crazy. Hey, man, happy new year, friend. All right, happy new year. All right, that's we'll a cat. It's cat chat, shark coatings, sharkfloorcoatings.com for all your info. Working nine to five, E. Oh, yeah. Tumble out of bed and a stumble. Sweet dolly. Shout out, sweet dolly. Then, oh, yeah. I did a trivia night last night, and one thing I love yeah. is the fi- the Guganellas, man. Oh, yeah. I love the Guganellas because, you know, our listeners, you would think, is the majority guys. 
The Guggenelles is out there, man. Shout oh, yeah. out Jordan, man. She was out there at the trivia night All last right. night. It was a good vibe, man. I've got a tweet from a Rodney Harrison fan. It said, tell the cat to do some research before he besmirches Rodney. It's an embarrassment that he's not in already. Rodney Harrison, who played more games than Darren Woodson, more interceptions than John Lynch, more uh, 30 sacks, John Lynch had 13, more solo tackles, more championships, just not as many Pro Bowls. Isn't that interesting? So shout out to, uh, again, as I said earlier, as I said earlier, that they're all all great, you know? Dano. Yes, sir. Got somebody special on the line, man. Who we got? The one, the only, the future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Mr. Fred Taylor. Yeah, clap it up for the Clap it up for the whole. Yeah, he in the room. He in the bitty right now. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Hey, congratulations. We're all so happy for you, man. We just are. uh, And and I know you told, E said earlier, you said, look, God's plan. We'll see. But I'm just so, I just, I've told you this before. I want you in the room. I want people to delete. I want them to discuss. That's what I want. You know, conversation is is amazing, man. Communication is what um, keeps the earth in rotate the earth in rotation, right? <laughs> so I, I, I think uh, as long as we can have a productive communi- uh, form of communication of some sort, then we can figure things out. Yeah, obviously from. That- uh-oh. Oh, I'm sorry, it's 904. Uh, it's 904, Freddie. It happens every day at I 904. See that. I see <laughs> that. I love it. I love it. Perfect timing. So I think, um, you know, just having a conversation so that people that weren't in the Jacksonville market, right. they may have heard this or may have heard that and not naturally have seen, you know, me play before. You know, those things all come to the forefront. Um, you know, they get to learn about who I was as a player. Maybe I could have had more touchdowns if I didn't hop out at the one or two mm-hmm. and never complained about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I allow things to just kind of dictate itself. Now, going back, you know, I think um, understanding how much this matters as well as trying to win the championship equally, I think, um, you know, maybe I would have pushed back a little bit at the one or two after I did some hard work. I would have said, no, coach. I ain't getting out, you know, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can, yeah. I can, I can point it in, Yeah, you know, but I was never that player. I wanted to, you know, not cause any problems. I wanted to win. And, uh, I'm just thankful to be in this position, but at the end of the day, guys, it's God's timing, you know, whether it's this year, I'm grateful and thankful to have, uh, to be able to have this honor as a finalist next year or how, however, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative. We we uh we know you you continue to say it's God's timing, and we hope that it's God's timing. We're all praying for you, big bro. Um, my question to you is, as Dan and I, we were going through this list, and it's a it's a nice group of people. Who would you most Great. like to see go in with you? Because you're going in. <laughs> we're going to speak that into existence. You're going yeah, in. I love it. But who I would you like that. to see go in with you? Uh, you know what? I I believe if you look at the list, um, you automatically, if I look at the first ballot. And if I'm not wrong, I believe the first ballot would be um, uh, uh, Gates. Yep. You know, so I think Antonio Gates would be one. And then also, um, I'm having a brain fart right here, but Antonio Peppers. Gates Peppers and is Julius Peppers. Yeah. yeah. So those would be my no-brainers. And now you have a group of receivers. Yep. Corey Holt's been a finalist for some years now. So has Reggie Wayne. I would think one of those guys would crack the code. Andre Johnson, 
you know, well-deserving. He did. He put the franchise on his back, uh, the Texans franchise, much like myself, Mm -hmm. uh, when he didn't have a quarterback to throw to him um, and all that good stuff. Uh, He's deserving. Uh, But they got to clear up that receiver room. Uh, One of those guys will go in. For sure. Uh, Reggie's my neighbor. You know, I love Torrey Ho as a person. And Dre, just a humble giant. Yeah. You know, he was always an amazing person. But um, I don't know. I like to see Devin Hester get in, mm-hmm. the greatest returner of all time. That's three. So that means I got to leave room for myself, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You better. <laughs> uh, but there's so many guys on his list that are deserving. You know, Fred Allen is there. Mm-hmm. You know, P-Dub, Patrick Willis. Yes. Uh, he's there. Uh, I think he would have been even a bit more of a beast had he not sustained that neck injury mm-hmm. um, and that shortened his career. Um, but, uh, you know, Dwight Freeney, a guy who I went against several times, uh, he's also a guy that's great. So I, I don't know, though, man. Um, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, Freddie. Statistics, you know, whether touchdowns or whatever, there's one stat that stands out for you that uh, I would throw at everybody, and that's when I put you in the company with, I think, one of your favorite running backs of all time, Jim Brown, who you talked about when you were playing, and Barry Sanders. And if you guys are the two, three guys with X amount of carries and a yards per carry mark of 4.5 or better, uh, that that slam dunk. And then the other thing we always talk about with you is, again, I, I, I put in the tape. Just watch the tape. If you watch the tape, the tape um, you know the tape don't lie, Freddie. The eye in the sky does not lie. Never. Never done. Um, I think years ago when Jim Brown stated, you know, I was his favorite back to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, he autographed some jersey for me yep. uh, that I didn't expect. And he's like, my guy, my pick. And, you know, that's, that's for me, that falls in the eye category, the eye test category. So I think I passed the eye test years ago where you got one of the greatest running backs in the world to, to, to mention me in that breath. Uh, Marcus Allen called me a few days ago. Uh, didn't know um, I was going to be a finalist. Uh, but when he spoke, he's like, you know, you're always my pick. If I was the GM, I'm taking you first back off the list every time. And those are two Hall of Fame legendary backs. And, and that's just two. We get into defenders and guys sure. that I played against. Those guys are going to speak highly of me. Mm-hmm. But uh, stats are stats. I think the eye test, obviously, that doesn't solidify everything. But the eye test is there. I have an unfortunate run of injuries. Um, um, I missed over 60-something games in my career. Mm-hmm. But when you, even if you just put my average per game, uh, rushing-wise, right. on, on 40 of those games, there's no 50% of those games. I'm still in the top 10 all time. Um, and it's, uh, it's unfortunate I got injured uh, in New England because that was my goal to push you up. And, and try and get in the top 10. Right. But I had a few injuries that set me back up there, and that didn't happen. All in all, I'm thankful and blessed to be in this position. Uh, I'm a finalist, a Hall of Fame finalist. I don't want to underplay it. Um, that means I'm one of the best ever in the world. Uh, so I'm all good with it. And we are too. And I think back, listen, I had the privilege to do sideline for a few years and, and watching you at, at, at in Pittsburgh on that night, you know, the 230, nobody, most yards in history. So you had games, you had moments. Again, I, I watched the other day, there's some, you know, social media vids of highlights of you going around. And I would always encourage anybody, man, if you didn't see Fred Taylor play, just please go. I mean, 
there wasn't anyone in the league, Fred, and this is, you know, and I'm biased because I love you and I'm so happy for you, but you ran over them, you ran over the linebackers, and you outran the defensive backs, bro, and not many can do that. Me, not me. many. <laughs> I, I know. I love you too, Dan, man. I appreciate you. Uh, but that's part of it. Hopefully, uh, that later on the intercom isn't too loud. I'm actually traveling right now. Yeah, we're fine. Um, we'll let you run. I yeah. know you're busy. No, no, it's all good. I just want to make sure we can get it done. Yes, yes. So congratulations, and we'll be talking a lot. And I know you'll be in town Sunday, and you're going to get a lot of pats on the back. But uh, Jacksonville is so happy for you, and I just love the social media and the excitement from our fans. And, and as long as right. things are going, I think this moment, Fred, might lift up the current team to somehow get us a victory on Sunday because we yeah, can't we afford to lose anymore. <laughs> now I'm with you on that one. We need one of those, and we also need some new social media highlights. I got to holler at my main man, Mike Perkins, down there in the video room yes. to get a few extra cribs in circulation. All right, but uh, the Jags, the team will bounce back. Right. I'm confident that they'll bounce back, and hopefully uh, they can beat up on a not-so-great character. Uh, uh, Carolina team this weekend. All right, my man. Safe travels. Uh, congratulations again, Jacksonville. Very proud of you and happy for you, buddy. On, on behalf, right, of the, on behalf of the greatest morning show on the land, <laughs> on behalf of one of the greatest cities in the world, I hope all the list, all the voters who are listening, <laughs> put that man in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, bro. See you, Thank Freddie. You. Thank you, buddy. Right. There he goes, Fred Taylor, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist. Used to call him Shake back in the day. Shake? Shake. That's Florida? Yeah. Shake, Shake. Taylor. Yeah, I remember. He used to wear the 20, 21. Yes. He used to have the divisor. But Fred used to fold the jersey up underneath the fold, oh. his, the shoulder pads, like Bro. in the front. With the back flap flapping in the back. Man. There's two <sighs> things. Freddie, I mean, the game he had against Florida State and then the bowl game against Penn State. Yeah. I mean, he split carries back then, and it probably helped him in the long run. What did he split with? He split with uh, uh, a guy, a cat named Elijah Williams, who ended up being a corner in the NFL. Okay. And Terry Jackson, Willie's brother. Okay. And and Fred was Fred was the man. Um, four touchdown performance in the upset at at the Swamp against Seminoles, uh, but he had some unbelievable moments as well. And, uh, look, he played for Steve Spurrier, and he would tell you great things about Coach. And he was part of the, you know, just a hellacious Florida Gator football team. And then the other thing that I would say about Freddie, Ian, I think you may have heard this story. So he had his um, pro day in Gainesville. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, and Spurrier always said, well, if Freddie does pro day, he'll shoot up the boards, you know. And uh, I can't do it because my voice is gone. But anyway, um, old Freddie took that shirt off and that chiseled body of his at 21. Uh -huh. Oh, my God, dude. It's like a, a I mean, I, I sound, uh, yeah, you know, but he was unbelievable. And then he blazed that 40. And the old man, TC, was always a handheld guy with the timer. You know, and he's uh -huh. got that little scowl on his face. <laughs> he just clicks that thing, and I think he double-take looked at it. I think Pross was down there for the workouts covering it for us on the television side. And uh, I think that was like a, whoa, who's this guy? Like, we knew about Fred Taylor um, and what he did in college, but he wasn't like 2000, 
you know, yard a year rusher guy. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yep. Because he was split. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, dude, let me tell you something. And then you saw it. I mean, again, go look at the, you know, two of the greatest plays in Jaguar history, in my opinion. The 90-yard run against the Dolphins in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And he also had like a 35-yard screen pass where, I mean, he shook about four guys at Florida. He was there 94, 95, 96, 97, okay? Um, Natty Champ, by the way. But (laughs) his last year, he had 214 carries for 1,300 yards, six yards a carry. And that's where 97, after we won new quarterback and Spurrier relied on the ground game a little bit more. That team was stacked. Uh, the 96 team, he only six yards a carry. The 95 team, 5.9, he was hurt in 95. And then 94 as a freshman, he was 171 for 873, bro. He got 171 carries his freshman year. Freshman year. I mean, he was he was a star, dude. He was yeah, a star. He was stud, man. And, and we can thank Rob Johnson that he was a Jaguar. You're right. And they took Rob Johnson and they traded uh, old Rob to Buffalo for that pick, and man, that was great. Dude. And you you said it best, uh, Dan. Like he would run over the the linebackers, no and then run past the DBs all they in couldn't the same Couldn't catch place. him, bro. Out of here. They couldn't catch him. I mean, they always say uh, they got a first and a fourth round pick for Rob Johnson from shout, Buffalo. Shout out Buffalo. Yeah, shout out Rob. For blessing us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Fred. Came in here, and I mean, I think his, again, this is off the top of my head, E, but I think his first, one of his first games was against Baltimore, and I just remember him running down the sidelines like 80 yards for a touchdown, and it was one of his first games. Let me look. Was it like one of his first carries? Yeah, like 98, Uh he came in. And he would have been the rookie of the year, but that was Randy Moss. Randy Moss, right? Fred had 14 touchdowns rushing, three more catching. By the way, he was a good receiver, too, guys. He had to play against the Jets. You can go look. He went up and high-pointed the ball and kept his feet, and the corner fell all over him, and he broke tackles and ran it in. I mean, but his his first year, 15 games, he started 12, 264 for 1223. So And brought Marion still chasing him. Let me see. I wonder what his first. I go to the 98 season here and see if I can find this game. Who do we play first? We played the Bears, the Chiefs, then the Ravens. So it was the third game because we had Little Man, too. Don't forget, we had Little Man, James Stewart. And then in 24 to 10, Jags beat the Ravens at home. Let's see if I can find these player stats. I'm working through this here, peeps. Stay with me. Fred Taylor, 52 yard run. Seven nothing, boom. Um, Jimmy Smith seventy two yard pass. I mean, that's what we used to do, dude. It's tremendous. Oh, this is pretty cool. Fred played for Spurrier, yeah, Coughlin, yeah, and Belichick. Yes, he did. That's pretty legit. Yes, he did. We had five hundred nineteen yards that day. By the way, sheesh. Yeah, Brunel threw for three sixty five, one fifty four on the ground. Um, yeah, we were. Gosh, that was. Some good teams back then, bro. Uh, Freddie went 23 for 128 against the Ravens, by the way, and 9 for 85 catching the ball. So, hello, Fred Taylor, right? And he had 
Uh, backup running back then was Tavian Banks before he got Tavian hurt. Banks. Yeah. Remember Tavian Banks? Let me see if he played in those other two games. I don't think he did. I th- he may have, but he maybe just didn't get in. That was his. I'm pretty sure that was his breakout game, bro. In '98 against the Baltimore Ravens, which was the third game of the year. Let's see if he played. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bogging down here. I'm bogging down. So anyway, excited about Fred. So pumped up. You heard him say, "I think we have. I think, I think you know, we kind of got it figured out that Peppers and Gates are going in. Yeah, yeah. And then there's three spots, and I think he's right." A receiver will go in, and then who are the other two? I mean, I think we're, I think we got, I think what we got here is 12 guys fighting for, 12 guys fighting for three spots. Does that sound right? It sounds about right. Right? Because we got 15 in. I think we can name three or name two and a receiver because he said you got to thin the room a little bit. And he's yeah. right. And Reggie's been knocking on the door and, uh, he, he talked highly all three of those guys, so that's a tough pick too, man. But I think those guys are going to get in. But I, you brought up a really good point, E. I don't think there's a lot of running backs here popping up in the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so at some point they're going to feel the need to put in a running back. He's going yeah, – they got to. Yeah. So that's the good thing. So here's what I want. I want Freddie in this year, and then I want TC in next year. Man, t- that's a crime, man. That is a crime. That is a crime. And I'm crime. okay with them, you know, putting in Buddy Park. And that's a different division, so it doesn't matter. Um, so, but, yeah, let's see. Well, who was the last Who was the last running back to go in, E? Good question. That's a good question. Let's look. Mm, the bus. I would the, say the bus. No, we had we had one since then or no? Yeah, know. Edrin. Oh, yeah, Edge. That's right. right. Yep. Edge went in pretty recently. And I think when Edge went in, that opened the door some for yeah. Freddie T. From gold, from gold teeth to gold jacket. That's right. Yeah. He sure was. Uh, Earl Campbell, 91. I'm just going all time here. Dutch Clark is in, E, in case you're wondering. <laughs> okay. Terrell Davis went in in 17. Yeah, TD. And he didn't play a long time. Eight seasons, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, really like two huge ones. Tony Dorsett in 94. Marshall Falk in 11. Yeah, he was good. He was great. <laughs> he was raw. He was great, dude. There's some good ones, man. Uh, when did Edge but that go? game was different, though. Yeah, it's Ed- different Edge went game. in recently. Yeah, Edge went in 2020. But have we had one since then? I don't think so. No, he got to be the last one. Let me look at class of – we didn't have any last year, did we? I don't think – no. Class of 22, nobody. That was Tony, right? Look at class of 21. Uh, Nope. Wide receiver Drew Pearson, Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning. And we had Edge in 2020, right? Yep. And then... And then we'll see. We'll see who goes in this year, right? So yeah, I, I, you know, it's time to get another running back in there. That's a, that's a positive, I think, for him, right? So, twenty nineteen, Champ Bailey. That was one of my favorites. 
He's a local kid, too, yeah. man. Folkston, Georgia. Folkston, Georgia. Great dude. Shout out, Marcel. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Marcel. Marcel, tell you, he's probably still the greatest uh, athlete ever to come out of Folkston, yeah. Georgia. He just didn't get, you know, champ got, champ got in uh, ahead of him. <laughs> Marcel also tell you, he's the fastest media member, but we know that's a lot. Uh, 2018. Brian Dawkins, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, right. I mean, it's um, a, it's amazing, dude. These guys. I mean, there's so many. Leroy guys. Butler. That's right. Class of 22. That's right. Don't forget him. Jacksonville, well represented of late. So maybe we can keep that going, man. Twenty. We gotta go to break. Keep it rolling right here. Thanks to Fred Taylor for joining us. Uh, appreciate you getting to me. This is the drill. All right, welcome back. Appreciate Freddie T joining us on the program. See how that goes. I got good news, Googans. Oh, yeah. 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 E? What's happening? Tax Slayer Bowl's tomorrow. It is. You a Clemson fan? Are you a Kentucky fan? Me? It's all about you, baby. They're out there listening. (laughs) You like the Tigers or the Cats? Uh, I think I'm a... I'm going to go with the Tigers. I got four tickets right now. Yes, sir. Family four-pack of tickets. going to be a beautiful, cool day in Jacksonville, Florida. Kick off early. Go enjoy the game. Head on down. Plus, we got tickets to the uh, touchdown party before the game. Oh, at we 10 do? Oh, yeah. Look at that, man. All a part of that pack. 641-1010. Holla at your boy. You come kind, you come courteous, you come correct. You might get some razzle and some dazzle. You might get some razzle-dazzle. Right here, right now, he's taking the calls. If you're interested, we'd love to give them to you. Uh, just Happy New Year from The Drill and 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Uh, I'm going to do some New York City headlines, but there's a couple things um, that I want to Breakdown, there was a, uh, I don't know if it's just airports today that people get tense at because of the travel and stuff, but we had my dude, one dude here, just losing his mind in uh, Fort Lauderdale, yelling at a lady in a wheelchair and such. Come on, man. We can't have it. We can't have that. And then we got, the other thing I'll stand out that, we got this guy called the Chameleon, Master of Disguise. These things happen in real life, man. A dozen different identities. They've been chasing this cat for four years. They tracked his butt down. He's a felon, fugitive felon. FBI called him the Master of Disguise. Dozen aliases. They finally got him in Newport Beach, California. He escaped state custody in 2019 out of Hawaii. He was serving time for stealing $130,000 from Hawaiian banks. Kind of reminds me of the Tom Hanks movie, Catch Me If You Can. Stole something from Costco. Was serving a seven-year prison sentence in San Diego for using his mother and father's identities to run up more than $3 million in debt. I mean, what is this cat doing, man? So... He has used a number of aliases, Aaron Lee, David Smith, Dominic Braun, David Phillips, Kevin Schoolcraft, Kevin Kennedy, Michael Whitman, Lance Irwin, 
They got him. Uh, he was reported missing from the Oahu Community Correctional Center May 21, 2019. So more than four years. By 2020, a judge issued a $50,000 warrant for his arrest. Mm-mm-mm. Apparently, he killed a lady that he was with. Bad dude, man. They caught him. They caught him finally. They got him. And uh, he's busted. Facing charges including grand theft, fraud, via false pretenses, and others. So, yeah. They got his butt. All Pro Roofing Hotline has Joe Yu on it. Joe Yu, good morning. Top of the morning. We got ball today, Joe Yu. You got ball today. Game time. It's game day. Game day. Joe, you who's in New York in the Pittsburgh Bowl? Are you there? No, no. Oh, okay. We have family in town. It's right. wonderful. I, I love having a family over. And Good. A great Christmas. Um, that uh, first of all, I hope Freddie T gets that man. It, you know he's really good when you hear the old players that are from down there in Miami talk about how really good he is. Um, so I hope he gets in. Yes. Uh, with three hurricanes, of course, you know. But Butch Davis does not get enough credit for his eye for talent. It was before all this internet stuff and the four stars. ESPN composite rating. Butch Davis will go out and find people like, a, you know, a Bubba Franklin, Dan Morgan, Reggie Wayne, Santana Moss. You know, the, the Hall of Fame players he recruited, I think there is a great story uh, behind that. But uh, this weekend also, I think the Jags are going to go out and make a statement. Gosh, I hope so, bro. Well, the question is what the statement going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Or it could be, you know, we get, it's frustrating, man. I hate seeing the collapse. It was just totally unexpected collapse, especially with Dougie P. I know. Um, Did not see that coming. The, you know, the NFL scriptwriters, you know, they're not as good as the NBA scriptwriters. The NBA scriptwriters will have the Pelicans lose on the last second to the Grizzlies twice and have a young John Moran fresh off of uh, suspension shooting his guns in the air. So I know. Right in section 104 uh, and Smoothie King. You know, so, in the in the end, I think Jaw's just not a very smart kid. I, you know, I mean, I just, uh, you know, the maturity level there is just, I mean, it's almost like he's saying, I didn't learn a thing from my suspension NBA. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the association did a great job, I must say. Everybody, and it works so well that people don't, People didn't see it work. It's kind of like, you ever see the movie Friday? You're familiar with the movie Friday, right? Yes. The movie Friday is a anti-drug, anti-gun movie, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody sees it that way unless I tell you that. And you're like, oh, snap. It really is. If you think about the themes of it, it's a comedy, but it really is a very poignant anti-drug message and anti-gun message in there. Mm-hmm. But, well, the NBA came out with this in-season uh, tournament. And everybody keeps talking about how stupid it is, yet they're realizing they're talking about the NBA before Christmas. So that was the whole point of the NBA preseason tournament, to have people talk about the NBA before Christmas. And I think the NFL got wind of that and said, look, we're still daddy. Bro, they smashed them. Uh, remote control off of your couch, and this is our house, and we do what we want. Yeah. Uh, sad for them to flex like that and not let the NBA have Christmas. But, hey, it is what it is. Hey, man, happy game day. I got the Canes. I hate what college football has to do. Thank you. 
Are you there? Do we lose you? Lost him. We lost him. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right, because you don't know who's on. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, didn't mean to cut you off. We lost you, and then you came back at the last second. I was going to ask him, who's quarterbacking for the Canes today? I know you don't know, E. You're a a fake Canes fan. (laughs) I'm not a fake. It's just Jaguar season, man. Come on, man. I mean, I was – I mean, I could tell you that the Canes were playing today. He would have known. Curry Brown is getting the start today. Uh, who is uh, – I remember the Gators were recruiting him. He's – where's Curry? Curry Brown is from – is it Georgia? Um, Let me see real quick. Curry Brown, Lowndes High School, yeah. I know Florida was after him, so he gets a big start today, and we'll see. I also noticed that one, that former Kane cat who went from – Remember, he was like recruited out like Garcia. He was recruited out of um, California, and then he moved to Georgia to play high school, and then he was going to go originally to USC, and then he was going to go to Georgia, Miami. I mean, I think he's in the transfer portal again, and he, I don't even know, um, Jake Garcia. He went to Missouri, and now he's going out again. So sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes these guys just aren't good enough, and you know, that's comings and goings in the uh, in the transfer portal. So, we'll see. But, yeah, we got a good uh, – what do we got? The Pop-Tarts Bowl today. <laughs> yeah. We got the Bad Boy Mower. Mower or something, yeah. Pinstripe Bowl. We got the uh, – we got the Fenway something bowl. We got Wasabi. Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Oh, Wasabi. We got some great bowl games today, man. And they're – and they're – this kind of kicks off, really gets going with bowl weekend. So, Let's do this. We'll uh, take a break. We'll make the turn for home. E, we did it. Uh huh. I don't know about tomorrow, but we did it today uh-huh. on the drill. Now, the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Uh, good morning, Tony. Good morning. What's cooking? You got Jaguars today coming up on a Thursday. We do. D-Rock will be in with us, and we'll get to the breakfast bowl. Oh, the yeah. Second hour of the show this morning. The I was breakfast. Are, I see you are. It was great. Yeah. Dempsey bought for us oh, this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, That's a rarity. So we'll get to that in the second hour this morning. Uh, Dempsey also had the chance before the show this morning to chat with Fred Taylor. Good. Uh, talking about his Hall of Fame finalist mm-hmm. uh, status with the getting to the final 15. And that speaks to our question of the day today, where we're asking who is the greatest Jacksonville Jaguar player of all time? Oh, uh, your options in the poll, Tony Baselli, Jimmy Smith, Fred Taylor, or someone else. If you want to respond with another name, you can. Yes. Uh, the only other name I've seen seriously or jokingly responded with to this point, I think the three we got in there are the three. Right? Yes. Those are the yes. three. Uh right for the franchise, but someone trying to have a good time did say Taven Bryant. Right? Like I do expect if we get any kind of reaction. Once like it gets that, started down that road, we'll get a few, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that kind of thing may happen. Right. But yeah. Who is the best player for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the history of the franchise? And congrats to Fred. Yes. I've I've thought for a while now if he gets himself in the room, it's gonna happen pretty quick for him. I think yeah, gosh, that'd be so great. I just, I hope it does, man. I mean, and he's the only running back around. Like I said, eventually we were talking this morning, Gore and Peterson, right? Yeah. But there's not a lot of others coming along, and those guys no. are still a couple years away. No, and I think Peterson is in that same kind of vein. Yeah. Right? As a Fred, when Peterson was in the league and doing his thing, it's like there's nobody else like this. Right. Right? And I think, Fred, you go back and watch his highlights and you go, 
there's nobody. Yeah. Like when you when you're gonna watch the highlights of those two guys, y'all can talk about McCaffrey all you want. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey ain't this. Right. Right. Like when you watch those two guys do right. what they were doing in the league, that that combination of size and speed. Yeah. It doesn't exist in the league right now. Maybe a Derrick Henry to some degree. Right. Right. But Derrick Henry, like the getting to full speed takes some time. Right. And it felt like Fred. It was just lightning right like when he went he went it was like watching a rocket take off it's watching the highlights i i do it every now and then when i'm just in a bad mood yeah, you know over the years hundred percent like, you know it's a mood lifter fred taylor doing what he did in his career and uh now the whole hall of fame panel is going to be exposed to it that's that's awesome well listen have a great show thank you and uh e now today's takeaways brought to you by key buick gmc where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years e put that man in the hall of fame <laughs> but also soccer to me sneaker ball january 6th i know christmas just happened but you know this is for a good cause the less fortunate they need us head over to the the the, the gofundme just yes. type in my name emmanuel thalloran on gofundme Sock it to me and uh, support a good cause. All right. We're back tomorrow, E. I should be here about 645. All right. I'm going to do the top 100. Top 100 uh, hit songs of the year. Last Friday of the year. Today we got through number 92 before I got here. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we'll pick it up at 91 tomorrow. All right. All right, my man.